And we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah. I'm telling you my story, man. Yeah. I'm drunk, show what? Beautiful, I'm drunk. Show me the money. Show me you the talk. Money. Give me two. Because yeah. it feels good right now. Do me, do me, do me. Gotta show me the money. Yeah. Here we go with another episode of Off Topic with the Movie Guys. I'm Sean Macy, and today we have my movie wife, Jason McDonald. I don't know how I feel about that, actually. <laughs> we have uh, uh, lo- I say, say, local uh, filmmaker, Karen Williams. Karen, Thank you back, welcome guys. back. Woo-hoo. Third time. Yes. Yeah. And for the first time... Ever in the history of ever. <laughs> Live. We've been, we've been waiting for the right moment for this. And today we have a little theme running through that we'll run through in a second. Today is the very moment for Mr. Bo Baker. Yes. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm super keen to be you here. You might remember Bo has, uh, we have called Bo from time to time uh, on the podcast, yeah, but we he's have, never been yeah. live in the studio. Yeah, so. this is my first time as a uh, live in the studio. I'm pretty excited about it. Well, I'm, call a panelist. A panelist. Yeah. Oh, okay. Panelist. Mm. Well, well, we okay. have wheeled these two experts in, and what I call expert in the industry, because we have a little theme running through our episode today, which we'll get to after our intro, and that is uh, we thought we'd theme everything in DC today. There's been a hell of a lot of news coming up around all things DC, so I thought it'd be a great um, opportunity and time to talk and delve deeper into uh, to all the news that's happening. So we'll kind of still do the normal episode. But yeah. we'll just have it themed uh, in DC. Yeah, definitely. Um, we have, so as I said, we have some real big fans here and they know a lot about it. I, I, I love just, DC, but I don't, I, I don't profess to know everything. And we just happen to be wearing Batman shirts. Yeah, you happen to be wearing <laughs> Batman <laughs> shirts right now. Happy I can't see it, but we're wearing them. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, Bo loves Batman that much that he thinks he's Batman. Just ask him, who are you? I'm Batman. See? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, one of the reasons, uh, another reason I should say that these guys are in here, uh, because of the fact that you know, and I, you know, we, we count ourselves movie buffs, heads, all that sort of stuff. We've, yeah. we've, you know, been there, done that, all that sort of stuff. But we were discussing this before the podcast. One of the uh, things when you and I first started out, sort of, sort of late '80s, early '90s, yeah. is that you were dealing with people who were writing either original scripts yeah. or, or scripts based on other films. There was a key word in the 90s, it was screenplay. I'm writing my screenplay, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, 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 and this is not a challenge, by the way. No, this, it was just a simpler time. Yeah. <laughs> and now if, if you are, um, you know, who we were back then, if you were doing that now, you have to be ahead. You have to know where Thanos came from. Like if you, if you want to say, <laughs> I enjoyed that movie and I am a comic book fan. You say that comic book fan... Man, you've got to make sure you've got something to back that up with. Absolutely. And I've got to be honest, I, I don't. Like, I, I'm a fan of the movies, and I've grown up, uh, and I have read comics in the past, but I still can't count myself as a comic book fan because I just don't know enough. Mm. So that's why you guys are here. You don't know exactly the... how much milk he likes on his cereal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has to be perfectly balanced. Yeah. Is, is it milk? Is it you know, A2 well, milk? Or... Know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. And because DC and Marvel are such behemoths in the 2000s, you know, noughties and 2010s, is, uh, you, you need to know that because it's just saturated. So you actually need, when you're having a film conversation today, yeah. Marvel or DC will pretty much come up, right? Yeah. Back in the 80s and 90s, it was almost non-existent. Yeah, I, I yeah. think it's um, it's hard to sort of profess to be a comic book 
expert, unless you're a mate of ours, Neil, who's got like an encyclopedic knowledge of comic books. Yeah. But um, there's so much out there. There's so much content that I, I couldn't profess to be an expert myself. I'm just a big fan of, of comic book characters. And uh, if there's stuff that I don't know, I usually look it up or I read the comic or I, yeah. I find a way. Yeah, there's levels though, right? Oh, for sure. And we're probably, uh, you know, we're not entry level, but we're probably level one. I'm putting you at level, you know, three. And I guess there is a phase 10 in there somewhere. I'm not sure. <laughs> Neil. <Like> Neil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love you, Neil. Now, We'll go on. We just want to, you know, have an intro, see how you're feeling, what, what you've been yeah. up to. Yeah. But before we go there, I just want to ask one question to Sean, probably, the producer of this show or co-producer. I do do a little bit of producing. And that is, why are we doing this podcast when we could be watching Venom? <laughs> <laughs> Venom opened, this will come out in a couple of days, but Venom opens today. Why are we doing this podcast? Because uh, these guys weren't available on the weekend. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've got their ticket to Venom, yes? Actually, otherwise, yes. <laughs> otherwise, that's where I'd be right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, I am, I, you know, let's not talk about Venom, I guess, now. Or do, we, do you want to yeah, talk well, about Venom? Yeah, how are okay. talking about Venom? I'm hanging for Venom. Everyone's been, uh, you know, slowly leaking it in, in all of the uh, reviews. Reviews, yeah. Um, uh, the, the flood I saw early were highly negative. Yep. They uh, now that more of the ordinary man have have been coming out in the last sort of six hours, mm. uh, they have gone from you know absolutely terrible you know burn this director <laughs> to you know we'll punch the director uh, and it's not a great film but we had a load of fun that's what I'm hearing is fun yeah it's that's terrible CGI right. but fun it's, that's the, the yeah. Marvel like safe word isn't it fun. Uh, yeah. Well, let's get this right though. It's a Sony film. I've always had issues with Sony directing uh, mm. superhero films. You know, mm. there's few and far between that are good, except for Spider-Man One and Two, right? Yeah. Unless you include Ghost Rider. Do you include Ghost Rider? I'm gonna elbow you in the head, Bo. When Ghost Rider first came out, I actually I did very much enjoy it, but I think I was at a very formative time when lots of black and leather was a big part of my life. So and you had a burning sensation in your rear. What? <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. Uh, Ruben directed this uh, Venom, which is yeah. uh, obviously uh, director of Zombieland. And off this, he'll be going into Zombieland 2. He literally goes straight into filming Zombieland 2. So I'm yeah. excited about all that. Yeah. So I'm with you, though, Sean. Some of the later reviews coming out this morning are, are kind of fun, but it feels like they've, you know, it's pre Marvel. Yes, you know, it's it's yeah. like it should be it belongs in two thousand and four, which okay. is interesting. That's the other thing I heard yeah. as well. Yeah, it's like a film that should have so been. I don't know whether it's ago. intentionally meant to be a throwback, but you want the you still want the CGI to be impressive, and, and but I think that looks okay. But yeah, I, I try and avoid critical reviews, particularly um, after Batman vs Superman and yeah. the way that it affected people's perception of the film before they went in. Mm. Yep. Um, yeah. Which is a big that's a big killer in marketing now is is to affect if you can affect the. Um, the perception of that film before an audience sits down to watch it, it tends to um, make their minds up already. Absolutely. Kind of thing. Well, so I affects, don't want to do that before I go It affects dollars, it affects perception, it affects everything. Yeah. yeah. But Absolutely. that's why I think it's very important picking who you look, if, if you like listening to reviewers, which I have my favourites out there, mm. and I have a couple of favourites that I don't like. Mm, but yeah. I want to hear what they say because I want to see, like, let's, for instance, you know, if you want to uh, vote for people in this American election, some people know that they don't like Trump and some people know they don't like you know, whoever's coming up, say Hillary or whatnot. Uh, but you need to know who's on both sides yeah. to sort of get an, a, form an opinion. Mm. So, yeah, I have a couple of people I don't like. 
Uh, But I want to hear what they say. And uh, I obviously follow more people I do like. Um, But I trust, you know, essentially across the whole thing, if um, there's one person, uh, Grace Randolph, who I don't necessarily like, uh, but uh, she's got a big voice out there, so I I tend to listen to to what she has to say, Mm. and then I'll think the opposite, and I I generally do think the opposite. Uh, But it's, yeah, it's a barometer. I try yeah. and um, I try and read through the line uh, between the lines rather when it comes to reading a review because you can always tell when somebody's just got a thing if you know they don't like action films or they don't yeah, like superhero films yeah, and they have yeah. you know oh it was so boring and nothing happened and <laughs> it, it just gets a it, yeah I, I feel like you read a lot it, of British reviews <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just I find that you've just got to some movies you just got to enjoy them for what they are mm. not what you want them to be or what you think they should be sure one yeah, thing's I, ringing through with this and that is that uh, Tom Hardy seems to be a better performance than Topher Grace right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think um, there was a better casting choice there, yeah. actually but you know one of the things that I have heard with the early reviews um, and this is reading between the lines, is that they, the, a lot of the official review, the actual critics who are going on Rotten Tomatoes and you're approved and all that sort of stuff, are going, well, this is not a Marvel movie. This is not how Marvel... It's like, yeah, it's not a fucking Marvel movie. It's a Sony mm. film that's in association with Marvel. Yeah, Marvel yeah. They're, yeah they're different. And yeah. what, what, it, it just smacks thick of actually them not realising that this is not part of the, the universe, major universe. Yeah, and that concerns me because now that you're starting to get these uh, complete spin-off films that are not supposed to be in a universe, that the greater audience aren't realising that. Mm. So obviously there's a couple of films coming up, which we'll talk about later yeah. mm. in the podcast, that are completely disassociated with the current universes. You, you, you can see, though, that Marvel is taking action slowly but surely, surely to yeah. gather that all back. Absolutely. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, let's just, just, that just yeah, by yeah, Fox. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. Exactly. So what have you seen? Yeah. No, <laughs> cool. Hang on, let's go around the table really quickly. Yeah. I think it's give everyone a bit of air just to uh, talk about what you've been up to and what you're working on. Um, Bo, what have you been up to? Well, I've actually been doing a lot of uh, physical training. As part of my agenda to become Batman. But me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, uh, that's something I'm working on at the moment. Uh, Kez and I have actually talked about a project, possibly. Mm. Yep. Okay, I'm excited about that. So, we can't um, release any information on that. No, no, we'll no. get back to you. Okay, we'll go. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. That's the line. We'll get back to you. Yeah. Now, this is your, this is like a back to back challenge for you. Is your second kind of yeah, three month yeah. physical challenge? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Two, ten weeks uh, with about four weeks in between. Yeah. Like, this up. is a knockout? Physical challenge? That was it. Well, no. the first one was like a. That's a, that's a, a deep pull, man. <laughs> Before Bo, Bo was born, it's probably. a knockout. That's the. Oh, name see, I didn't even get that. It was physical um... challenge. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's all bloody mad. Oh my god! Why is he shaking in the corner? <laughs> I feel like I'm suddenly I'm, I'm at the children's table. <laughs> I've missed something. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, you're with us, right? I'm with Just? you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Bokens. Sorry, I was I was born after the advent of the colour television. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> uh, so how's the uh, channel? <laughs> they don't make television like they used to. <laughs> clearly, Bo's very angry at the moment. You're hangry or angry? Like, how's uh, the challenge it's going? It's a bit of both. Actually, he's just yeah. channeling his Batman. He it, needs to get a sledgehammer and go hit a tire. Yeah, well, yeah. that's one of my. I've got those out in the. Um, oh, I've got everything. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, no, it's um, a little bit hangry, um, but you do eat like I'm, I'm snacking. <laughs> On water. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a fruit and protein. 
combination all blended up. It's uh, it's actually really good, but um, yeah, I keep d- telling myself it, it's more about the, <laughs> like trying to control yourself and what you eat. That's um, that's the hard part. When you used to just be like, oh, I'm hungry, I'm just gonna eat whatever I want. Do you have um, lenient days where you can have a little cheat day, day or cheat hour or one day where day. I have one meal and then followed by a dessert of my choice so. of the week. In the week, one day in the okay. week, yeah. And what do you have on that? Is it's it just, like a full New York pizza and uh, I'm not, Bavarian I, mud cake? I'm not really a big pizza fan, so I tend to do like home-cooked stuff, but stuff that I really wanted to eat throughout the week, so I might right. do like a mad roast Potatoes. or something like that. Mm. Taters, <laughs> yes, taters. Cool, anything else? Uh, uh, yeah, just trying to do a bit of writing. Uh, trying to get my, uh, the old monkey... Creative. Monkey in the brain to slow down long enough for me to <laughs> write something. <laughs> but it's just there with those symbols. <laughs> oh, it's a hard thing to do, isn't it? Mm, Karen, what about yourself, mate? What have you been up to lately? Uh, so I think uh, the most recent thing is uh, the little secret project that Bo and I are oh. chipping away at at the moment. So chipping very, away. very keen to get onto that. Uh, other than that, a couple of music videos and that's Pretty much it. Mm, I saw your last one, the last music video you did. That looked amazing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, the um, the kind of country and western genre. Yeah, it was uh, Mm. local talent to our area, Jason Owen. Oh, he lives here now, but Mm. um, from Albert in rural New South Wales. Yeah, from a directing point of view, it looked really, 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 really good. Thank you. Um, And then, yeah, I've been on a little bit of the fitness binge as well. Nice. Sort of lost. Yeah, this guy's lost eight kilos. kilos, Damn. Um, I was going to say when you walked in, but you know. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not saying. No. <laughs> <laughs> Encouragement. Thanks. <laughs> and what are you doing? What is uh, some kind of regime or, or uh, challenge? Like uh, not challenge, physical but challenge. I um, over the last couple of months, <laughs> I basically cut out all excess sugar. Sugar, yeah. And that pretty it's much such an easy thing to do. Yeah. It pretty much did it really. Yeah. And then a bit of exercise. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it's crazy. Um, I mean, I still love my sweet things. Don't get me wrong. Oh, <laughs> I, when I do have my cheat day, my big thing is um, double choc chip ultimate cookies from Coles. Oh. I will smash like yeah. six of those in one go. Yeah. But people, I think people don't realize like just how bad sugar is and how much sugar is in Everything. virtually most like Everything. standard items you buy off the shelf. Yeah. And, that, and that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're eating and they're sugaring everything. So, what have you? Are there specific things that you've dropped in your to remove your sugar from your diet? Like, if you just stop eating sweets or or beer or macas or yeah, or just alcohol, sugar, and literal sugar. No sugar in my coffee was the two majors. Majors. Yeah, right. Um, not that I was like an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, but, but <laughs> uh, I did enjoy a glass of wine or or beer with my meal pretty much every night, and I've completely stopped that. Okay. Totally. So you're drinking at all? Uh, socially, so, yeah. yeah, but very rarely now. Okay, good. Um, and then, yeah, just that's, other That's shows. why you've been so quiet? Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I just don't want to go out into the social pipeline. I might have to have a drink. Yeah. Damn it, damn it. Um, and then, yeah, just like other sugars, like, you know, just snacks and things like that. Uh, and I've reduced my portions as well. Okay. Yeah. That helped. So. Yeah, I'm one of my big things is I eat quite late at night. Yeah, you know, I think if, I, if you could reduce that to like kind of six or seven and then stop, that would that would go a I long think, way um, as well. Recent studies have said that it doesn't really matter what you eat when. I'm not sure if that's true. I think I remember reading an article about it, but I think they've sort of ruled out too much of that. Like don't get me wrong, if you have a big you know carb heavy thing and then go to bed, it's kind of harder mm. to process. But again, that. 
I think what's happened in society is we've not been um, privy to, you know, like the idea that portion sizes shouldn't be as big as they are. Yeah. Because mm. everything you get when you go out is loaded up, stacks, stuff like you're eating. Well, you've all been to America, right? That's yeah, ridiculous. Absolutely. It's fantastic. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found the food, uh, with all due respect to American listeners, uh, I found the food to not be that great. There were some places where I got a good meal, but yeah. it did take me a long time. And I think that's because we're so lucky yeah. here in Australia. Mm, it was hard to find green in amongst your uh, meal. You know? Yeah, we had sweet <laughs> potato fries one day and they were really good. But uh, we're like, geez, these are really sweet. There was sugar on them. Yeah. Because wow. the sweet potato fries weren't sweet enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I just watched a doco, doco like two days ago called Sugar Conspiracy. Mm. Yep. And uh, that's why it's interesting that you talk about that and the sprinkling of it on uh, the, the fries because... Uh, one of the main things about sugar is that if you look on the back of a packet, sugar goes by like up an umpteen amount of names. Oh yeah, because they're yeah. allowed to. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't have to say sugar. Yeah. Honey is sugar, you know that sort of stuff. And uh, and uh, one of the big moments in history was uh, the USDA um, putting sugar on in back in like I think it was seventies or eighties, putting it on this particular list, um, which meant that the companies can use it any which way they want to. Yeah. Even though the evidence at the time was just suggesting that it should be looked at, like wasn't you know it wasn't saying that it's terrible or whatnot, but it was just saying look, it looks like it's it's linking to all these heart diseases and things like that. Mm. We should just look at it more, and obviously like any big tobacco, big alcohol, things like that, the money got through, and <laughs> so it's still on that list today. And yeah. so the big push is to try and get it off that list because if it gets off that list, then all of the um, uh, rules that other um, food groups have to go by. Sugar will be constrained to that as well, yeah. uh, which means that you'll be having less processed foods because, uh, yeah. yeah. So thanks, thanks for listening to Off Topic with the Healthy Guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to bring that back to a movie, if you haven't done yourself a favour, do yourself a favour and watch That Sugar Film, which is an Australian production documentary all about sugar and um, sugar in the supermarkets and in soft drinks and blah, blah, blah. It's an incredible documentary that everyone should watch. Is that the one that's also uh, the sugar film? Is that the one that, that everyone's referring film. to? Yeah, yeah that, I haven't, I haven't seen that, I haven't that, that one. Sugar film. Oh, right, cool. Yeah, I yeah that it talks about like exactly a... what you were talking about there. Yeah, yeah. looks at soft drinks and all the usual stuff, but it's an, an incredible doco. That well, one yeah. of, every, sorry, yeah. that every parent listening should... Yeah. Show their kids, yeah, definitely. and themselves, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this wasn't a great documentary. It just it sort of hit some f- like sort of factual points along the way. But it was just like this happened at this time, and this happened at this time. And one of the other major factors that I quite liked was uh, this big company closed down, and uh, when they sugar company, and when this big sugar company closed down, they gave all of their files to the local uh, library. So when this you know reporter who was looking for you know evidence and things like that, sort of in the two thousands, went to the library and found all these things found all these confidential uh, documents that were given to them by the sugar industry's, you know, sort of big watchdog type mm. thing, you know. Mm. Um, the one that makes sure that it misdirects any sort of uh, bad noise against sugar. And, and so she yeah, grabbed all this and she came from looking at big tobacco. So she was like, oh, this is the first time she could have her hands on actual proof that they were using the same tactics as big tobacco, which is, yeah, um, look, no one knows. We're, no one knows if it actually does um, kill you like, or create diabetes. Most, like, most things point in the direction that no, it does, but, it will, but yeah. the only way you can do it as a study, and this is what the big industry uh, is saying, this is the only way you can do it, is testing someone over a 50-year period. 
Mm. And as someone who has done a lot of research on you know sports science in the past, that makes sense. Yeah, you, you could, because it's yeah. it's a long term effect. But you're never going to be able to do that because you can't grab a group of people, split them in half, make half have sugar for fifty years and half not have sugar for fifty years. Yeah, and see what it's happens. not practical. <laughs> yeah, it's not practical. So yeah. that's that's one of the ways that sugar gets around it. Um, yeah. Anyway. The point of that, and for people listening, is yes, get your kids to watch it because you need to make up your own mind and uh, and you know have an moderate, informed decision, an informed decision, and, and moderate everything you take. I will not go without my pasta. Do not take away my <laughs> pasta from me. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Max Brenner went into a voluntary yes, administration well, last night. Yeah. Max yeah. Brenner's. I know, right? It's, it's a, a sign of the times. Yeah, really exactly. Yeah. We are a healthier country. Because they have a really good business model. They operate mm. really well, I think, from the outside looking in. Yeah. Um, have a, a wonderful product. Bit pricey, though. But yeah, bit, yeah, that's yeah, probably pricey, the only yeah. thing that's a bit pricey. I agree with you, yeah. But other than that, their business model is quite sound, I think. And, and yeah, they're struggling. And Although I've been there once. The times. So I can't yeah. really say, oh, no. I've only been there once. Um, and uh, I also... Um, <laughs> Brooklyn, Netflix. Yeah, man, I've been watching this for the last uh, two days. And um, the can we season? talk about why it took them so long to get season five on Netflix? That was just absurd. Oh, that would be NBC Universal, right? Yeah, 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 the because, right well, once again, my favourite people. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> Netflix what bought the rights to season six to create it. No, well, no, no, a couple no, of months ago, Netflix didn't buy it. it was no. somebody else, wasn't it? It was, um... it was Universal. Oh, so Universal is. Because you tried to share they? something a few podcasts ago yeah. that was owned by NBC Universal, and they blocked it or something. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was a trailer. That's right. Yeah, uh, to something that was just promoting their stuff. Yeah, yeah. and that tells Thanks, you that yeah, obviously <laughs> they hold their but their content very tight can, to their chest. My concern with that though is that um, I'm pretty sure the season five of Brooklyn Nine Nine, which has just been released. Uh, on the 28th on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Mm. Aired in April, May. So that's like a... That's a long time to go for people to illegally acquire when yeah. they could just put it out there. Yeah, I don't have the answers stream, to why they, the process they did it. A bit. I'm just a good boy, so I uh, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I waited and watched. And, I waited. Uh, and I love it, man. It's like, so good. It's so, it's so fun. good, yeah. <laughs> it, it's holdbacks. Like the... the Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you'd be able to buy on iTunes like for three months before it comes out on Netflix. Mm. Mm. And Netflix in, in this particular content channel would be the, the second last behind uh, in front of TV, Freeware TV, to air it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, okay. But there's different... But when you're paying for a, a streaming service that's instantaneous streaming, you kind of want it fairly instantaneously. I'm, <laughs> I might just be impatient, but... If it, yeah, if it was a Netflix original, you would have a day and date around the world. Mm. With everyone, but there's a lot of and the, distribution paperwork yeah. behind. Yeah, it too, so. <laughs> I get it. It's just frustrating because all I oh, wanted yeah. was Nine Nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, what else have you been up to other than watching Brooklyn Nine Nine? Uh, well, mostly family things actually. Hey. Uh, I've been doing a couple of uh, private things on the side, a bit more creative. I've been doing a little bit of writing, as I spoke uh-huh. a little bit about before with uh, with nice. you before the show, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and working on a, a separate podcast. Um, yeah, he's cheating on me. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, oh, that is, yeah. Uh, and you were at uh, Comic Con too, right? Oh, and I forgot about that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, Bo and I both went to Comic Con uh, at the same time, just not together. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you couldn't recognize each other because you were dressed up as uh, Barbie from Toy Story. I was, yeah, yeah, and you were dressed up as. 
I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, only, no, I wasn't. He I only owns perfect. two costumes in his costume cupboard, and that's Batman from um, Tim Burton's Batman and Batman oh, I wish. from... <laughs> <laughs> I, one day I'm just going to have a collection, like a whole bat cave just filled with various suits. Yeah. And you won't be uh, you won't be married. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I uh, I had a, I had a lot of fun. Uh, it was a spur of the moment sort of um, you know decision um, that week. You know, in fact, it was a Friday night where I thought, you know what, I want to take them. So I uh, I booked the tickets, went down, and it was uh, I won't be taking my kids again. And in fact, I probably won't go again. It's it's. I've been to Comic-Con in uh, England. It's a lot bigger and it's a lot more interactive. Um, it's about equal measure in terms of like, the people they get in, although England, because it's closer to America and Europe, they get bigger, bigger stars. Yeah. Uh, but still, that was all still really cool. Um, it seemed to have really good talks, but because I had my children, I didn't want to take them to those talks. Mm. So I, I couldn't get uh, on that. I might go back to see some of those talks next year. Uh, but in terms of anything interactive for the kids... Uh, and actually thinking about lining up with a child, uh, what they can what they can do, do uh, yeah. you know, and play and things like that. It, it wasn't for them. It, it was worth about an hour. Mm. That was it. Like walking around, some of the toys that they had out were one hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, I've got a four year old that he touches everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and my six year old, I can sort of talk to him about not touching things, but the four year old, he just he can't help it. He just has to. That's the way you see something. I got to touch it. Yeah. So, having those sorts of toys out, I just str- I was stressing the whole time because you know the these nerds behind the bloody uh, counter. Uh, a lot. Of, That's uh, an offensive term. A lot of type of guys. Yeah, because they're not allowed from behind the counter. Or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> but but they were just giving me the evil eye every time my uh, my kids were coming near their toys, and I'm like, well, mate, you've put them at the front. How about or, or you? within child's reach. Within child's reach, yeah. you know. You've got to understand that I want to bring a child with me and or mm. there could be a child here. And there were a few other children around the same age. Mm. Um, but you could see that there was a decided gap between ones in prams that couldn't get away and then ones that were a bit older. And mine were just in between with not that many other people. Mm. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, people dressed up and that were really cool. And, no, I was about uh, to say, sixty percent of uh, Comic Con is cosplay now. It's cosplay, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, it's one hundred percent. But like, why you go? Sixty percent so of us. This just is the last thing the I'm going to say about because yeah. Bo can segue into this. But what I've learnt about people that dress up as Batman, and I'm really sorry to say this, but what fucking dicks! <laughs> uh, oh my god, this guy, man. Like, and not this guy. There were like three Batmans walking together, all like, mm, like this. They were in this. Uh, I think I saw those guys, and I was like, <laughs> oh man. I wish I was yeah. there. <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously generalizing here, right? But uh, I the, think we know one of the Batmans. But there were <laughs> no, but there, there, there were three. Got, there were three, all masked and everything. Or three uh, together, and people were trying to get one person was trying to get a photo with them with their child. Mm. Now uh, they were in a space of about four meters, and about a hundred people were just trying to filter through because it was the only pathway yeah. to get through. Welcome and they the were standing card, on yeah. one side, and the person taking the photo was standing on the other, expecting everyone to stop. The thing is, I didn't notice because I just saw three Batman standing there, not really looking like they were posing for anything. They were just sort of standing there like... like I actually think I gym. saw those same standing three guys yeah. just standing around on the yeah. side of a shop. What were they saying? So anyway, I, no, I, so I walked past them and I, I think I was probably the last straw because <laughs> yeah. other people were going through because then 
<laughs> and this is the hilarious part. As someone walked from behind them, about to go into their shot, one Batman threw out his arm, right, and, and hit this guy on the chest to stop him. Didn't look at him. Didn't even look at him. Just threw out his arm, went boom, and went... Like that was basically <laughs> Stallone trying to say something. Went, yeah, yeah. Right? And that's when I noticed and went, oh, oh, he's trying to take a photo. Right? So I noticed that and I started fucking Sherlocking my way around what was happening, right? I like just picturing everything that was going on, where I was about to hit and you know as it was going on. The hilarious thing is the guy that he just like smacked into had his was, barb stuck in his gut. Was yeah. as big as this Batman. But this Batman didn't have the other five friends that were as big. So he just <laughs> smashed this guy on the chest who was huge. Mm-hmm. And eventually he had to look across and saw these massive guys about to like, you know, we never thought we'd punch on with Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> we're but we're about, about to. to do this. Can, can I just say for the record that those suits are impossible to move in. So as in a fight, you might be well protected in terms of like your vitals, yeah. but yeah. you're not going to be able to see anything. You're not going to be able to yeah. lift your arm above your not, shoulder. You're not very, <laughs> yeah, you're not very direct. <laughs> you're just going to flail your arms around chest height. <laughs> but everyone else was lovely. Like to my kids, especially, they were just mm. dressed up in the stuff you can buy at Kmart. You know, like uh, one was Spider-Man and one was... Um, uh, oh damn! What was the other one? Oh, Ninja Turtle. Yeah, uh, Raphael. And so yeah, everyone was really lovely. Like they'd walk around and be like, "Oh, Raph, yeah," and like they talk to him and whatnot. So that yeah. was really cool. Everyone was really nice. Can you tell me when you walked through the, the photo? Did you say, "I didn't know that you were taking a photo"? I swear. And did one of the Batman say, "Swear to me"? <laughs> 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 All right, we've got to move on. Yeah. I just, I just want to say one thing. Yeah. I want to let everyone know out there in podcast land that uh, my friend and I reached OP seven in Borderlands two. We've been playing it for three months straight. <laughs> three months worth of uh, hours. OP seven. There's one more level to go, and then we've, <laughs> and then we've clocked the game. Uh, also, just for if you, delicious. <laughs> are we moving on from shows that we've seen or anything? Like no, no, no. Like and the other thing is, uh, quickly, uh, the movie guys are hosting uh, the UFC 229 at Event Cinemas at Tugra on Sunday. So yeah. come on down if you want to say good day. And yeah. let's uh, hope this podcast is out before then. It will be. Good. <laughs> Happy. It has to be now, right? Uh, <laughs> so let, let's. Um, I was going to see Venom this afternoon, but uh, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> so let's. Right, guys, uh, that's all we've got time for right now. I'm going to uh, wrap up right here. <laughs> <laughs> let's go through what we've uh, caught up on on movies and TV. We'll just do a quick round, and it'll be quick too, right, Karen? Uh, okay. Well, then uh, movies, not so much, but uh, which is unusual for me. Um, so. I got introduced to a TV series uh, that I just absolutely binge watched all the way through and th- thought it was fantastic. So The Sinner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Love it. Based off a German novelist's book. Um, and I thought it was amazing. Bill Pullman, fantastic to he see was him unreal. back. Uh, he was so and obviously Jessica actually uh, pulling through some massive acting chops there as yeah. well. It's pretty. It's pretty full on. It's pretty hard to watch in some areas. Yeah, it might know. not be for everybody. The but, material. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was fantastic. But I and smashed it as I'm well. Hanging out for season two, which wasn't originally planned, so it was supposed to be just a one-off yeah, eight episode. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and was received so well that they yeah. ordered a second season. Uh, well, season two comes out very soon because yeah, November. Up, yeah, yeah. So you haven't got so. long to wait. I've only been waiting for twelve months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, I really liked that. It was amazing. 
I I, uh, I said what I watched Sugar Conspiracy and Brooklyn Nine Nine, and that's that's about me. That's you. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I know. Usually Bo, it's a load. Maybe but... able to. Uh, well, like I said, I, I have caught up on my Nine uh, Nine, so that that's been hilarious. Um, other than that, though, recently uh, I've just gotten into Boardwalk Empire. Oh mm. yeah, man, I love that. And I'm really lucky because I have obviously a rich pool of of watching material but um i'm on season two and I've, i sort of took a break from it from a bit because the content is quite heavy and yeah. particularly in season two but um far out it's good. fantastic performances yeah like, it, you can see why shows like peaky blinders now have been so successful off the back of shows like that because oh, i think peaky yeah. sort of came in a little bit into boardwalk empire but like yeah. i love anything period yeah so yeah well, I mean, Sopranos, Sopranos yeah, was the original, right? Or wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, but I mean, as far as like real period, period like, yeah, like, yeah, nine, yeah. like 1920s, yeah. 1930s. Has the guy with the, like, you know, the war veteran with the face Jack heart? Houston. He oh is brilliant, man. What a performance. Yeah. Mm. It, it made me actually segue into DC a bit here. It made me realize that uh, this guy, this particular character has a horrific facial injury that, that's basically, uh, he took a bullet uh. to the face and it's just shredded most of the left side of his face he has to wear this you know really unusual mask that's kind of like this caricature of his actual face um but it made me realize with two-face uh in the batman films one thing we've never really seen is a physical representation of what that injury would do to you so we've seen the psychological like i have a split personality and and all that sort of thing but we've never seen what it would take for him to actually speak through something that's you know half his face is gone so how do you yeah. speak without half a lip? Like, yeah. So it, yeah. it really got me thinking. And Jack Houston, his performance in it is phenomenal. Um, so he does in the in the show? Does yeah, he yeah. He's got this... A, um, like a speech impediment? It's, it's like a, it's a... There's a tick that goes yeah. with it. And mm. there's a... Um, you can see that he's... So he's struggling. Dry to, yeah. and, um, and he's also dealing with the... Um, being so self-conscious about how he looks. And, and there's one really, really sad scene where he's asleep in one of the other characters' homes. And... He has a nightmare that somebody's screaming and uh, he wakes up and their little child is there screaming because he's got his mask off and this kid, all this kid sees is this horrific right, like so skull-like he, face. Yeah, so he becomes a monster. Yeah, yeah. and, and mm. it's, yeah, it's, it's um, I, I'm going to go for the world record of how many times I can say the word horrific. But, um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fantastic You have 18 to go. He's, he's got a, um, a good family record there. Like, yeah, the old He's Houston. obviously doing well, but Danny Houston and Angelica, so... Uh, oh, they're all yeah all related. related. Yeah, 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 cool. Okay. Anything else? Uh, I think I spoke to you. I spoke to both of you guys recently. Um, a film that I caught up with recently was uh, Den of Thieves. Mm, it's a good film. I, I wasn't. I didn't have a huge expectation going yeah. into it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, standout performance, another um, acting sort of prodigy. Um, Lee, uh, Lee Schreiber's brother, Pablo Schreiber, Schreiber, uh, mm. phenomenal actor. Oh my god! I've seen He's him. Very in, good. Seen him in yeah. American Gods as uh, Mad Sweeney, which is one of my favorite characters in the book. And Scream Two, Scream Three, one of those. Lee, 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 leave is Scream Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scream Two. Yeah, sorry. No, we're talking about his brother. Yeah, Pablo. Oh, yeah. Pablo. <laughs> I missed that pit. Yeah. I heard Schreiber and I was like, oh. Well, actually, Sean put me on the Den of Thieves. He was banging on about it. It's I was so expecting. Good, hey. It's brilliant. Mm. I was yeah. expecting just another run of the mill action, brain, yeah. you know, brain dead, but it wasn't. <laughs> I was like, nah, bro. Nah, bro. Yeah. Watch it. So finally, I watched it and went, oh, that was mm. really good. <laughs> and um, oh, Gerard Butler. 
It's like yeah, rediscovering Gerard Butler all over again. Mate. <laughs> yeah, wait, it was a blip. He's, he's, he's whatever yeah, he's coming like, yeah, he's he's gone again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and now he's gone. Like, uh, I'm sure Hunter Killer is going to be fantastic. <laughs> Hunter <laughs> Killer. <laughs> it's a great title. I love the title. Yeah. Hunter Killer. Yeah, uh, no, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, his performance in Den of Thieves. So yeah, I thought it was uh, really cool. Girl. Yeah, I I've seen a few movies. Just I'll just run through them though. Just a couple of I love going back catalogue. So we watched Misery, nineties thriller, Ooh, nice. The Fugitive, nineties oh, thriller with Harrison Ford and yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Great film. Isn't Robert Downey Jr. in that for a little bit? No, no that's the sequel. Is she thing called U.S. U.S. Marshal? Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the first things I earned on DVD. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Wesley. Wesley Snipes? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw Vacation, the remake. Don't ask me why. I was just in a real brain-dead mood. <laughs> but I had actually had a few laughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second time around. Uh, I had my monthly viewing of Kill Bill Volume 1. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Still a great film. And also introduced my girls to Interview with a Vampire. And I was like, oh, forget about Twilight. This is a real vampire film. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, blew them away. And I also watched uh, Ace Ventura 2 yes. with Sam, which yeah, uh, yeah. we watch it probably once a year or whatever. I did go back and watch Ace and Ace 2, yeah. And, yeah, they're great. Yeah. Whilst we're on the topic of uh, vampires, one thing I did do recently <laughs> was reread um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, right. And um, it's interesting because I'm about to have my annual viewing of the film, yep. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um and the way that they fleshed that film out and gave Dracula such an identity, because in the in those old sort of literary classics, there's not a lot kind of, one. of they don't give you a lot of context on the character. They're just yeah. like he is this monster one, and one he one is dimensional, horrible. And, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> it's very one dimensional. But they really gave, oh, particularly obviously Gary Oldman, yeah, master was performer, um, gave that character such a, um, a mm. rich history just in everything that he did and. Uh, he, uh, it's a performance that deserved an Oscar as far as I And both Dra- um, Bram uh, Stoker's Dracula and Interview with a Vampire, for me, is a quintessential gothic horror. You know? Oh, absolutely. And in the 90s, I was capturing that gothic horror really, really well. And now it's gone. Yeah. And, I and miss it a lot. Uh, yeah, exactly. It does represent something, right? You know, it's... it's um, <laughs> yeah, uh, with TV, I, I knocked over the first he- um, episode of Heather's. Which was uh, on Stan, uh, re- obviously remake of the movie with Christian Slater. Look, it's really nasty stuff. Black, black, black comedy. I wouldn't recommend it to be honest. Um, I we're almost were we in the top four of Australian Survivor. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Top I keep four. forgetting. I did watch Survivor and I watched last night's episode of Batch. Yeah, yeah, and, and Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm doing it for the podcast, mate. Oh, right. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. See you, goodbye. Yeah, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I would have loved to have watched it, but I had to wash my arms that night. <laughs> and that's uh, the door closing. I'm, I'm, I'm Karen, do- Karen, come back. <laughs> I'm doing Survivor for me because I love Survivor and I, that's fine. But Batch, I'm doing for the pod. Yeah, so big exit last night on Bachelor. Uh, we're down to the top two, which will be the finale tonight. What did you think about the... Um, her leaving. Oh, well, she was my favourite. Hang on, just wake up Bo over there. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, not all about Batman. She was my favourite. It was until... supposed to be a DC episode. <laughs> she was I my favourite. I'm, I'm trying to work out how we got here. <laughs> <laughs> she was my favourite. This favorite. is off topic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She was my favourite until last night's episode. Oh, and then turned. Yeah, just because it's like, you, basically... <laughs> She she wanted no, but this is a human thing, Bo. All right, um, she. But I'm Batman. <laughs> she uh, she wanted the bachelor Nick, whatever his name is, wanted uh, wanted him to, in a way, show some sort of commitment to her, and you're like, he can't 
He's on a TV show. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't that. until the number one, you're down to number one, really. Yeah. And it, it affected her so much that she had to leave the show because you couldn't get... I'm like, and so I was like, shut the fuck up. Get, you know, get <laughs> out of here. So she was all right, but that sort of mentality... Drives me insane. It's like, how do you not see I that you? I want to see your version of The Bachelor. Yeah. Sounds more like a Martin Scorsese movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to get... shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be Osher who walks in and, and if you've never seen it, The Departed. <laughs> yeah, because if you've never seen it, the way that they say goodbye, uh, please like, accept this bullet. <laughs> Yeah, because they haven't given a rose to some, you know, uh, girl, so she has to leave. But before she does, yeah. Osher walks in because he's been watching from the windows. Like, he's watch- <laughs> you know, what's he doing? Why does he just stand in the room? He walks in and he's like, Right. I'm sorry, but you haven't got a rose. <laughs> it's comical. It is. Please leave. <laughs> It's like, just talk like a normal person, person. <laughs> and they understand that, that, that this is not a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and you know what? And the gun sounds so much more appealing. They put paintball, paintballs or something like that. <laughs> yes. you know, he shot me. Yeah. He must really want me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it choose does... your exit. And then they have like five things they have to pick out of a hat. And it could be anything, like being dumped through a trapdoor. Or... <laughs> yeah, I love it. This is the best man. It, it does sound like a funeral. It sounds like the death of free-to-air television. <laughs> but that's the thing. It, like, people that's love so that. That's so bad, by I don't understand it. why, though. Oh, it's, it's so, so vacuous annoying. and just... Yeah. Like, it's so annoying. Have you not lived in society? Yeah, 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 I exactly. avoid society specifically <laughs> for that reason. You haven't much, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. why you're out at night. <laughs> but Survivor has hit, like, another... Uh, Absolute wrong. It's it's gone up a notch. Mm. And uh, my girl Shane Gould, if you don't know who Shane Gould is, uh, she's won. I think there's the most amount yeah. of uh, swimming she's medals or something like that. Okay. Except that she did it when she was 16, and then she never swam again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so she she's 60 something now, mm. and she's in this like she is an absolute beast. And uh, uh, they had, um, if you haven't seen the whole thing, they did champions. So people that have played or or done something in their life to the ultimate mm. uh, versus contenders who are just average people and uh, yeah so Shane Gould was on contenders and she, she's just Champions. super yeah yeah and uh, one of the things I like about her she's gone through this sort of cycle of um, just being in the game to realising that the game actually takes a lot of backstab- backstabbing but she doesn't really like to do it to so, then yeah, loving she finally, yeah she finally gets into it you know yeah and do you know why five. if she gets to, to the um, to the end and it's top two why she will win it over somebody else because of the way she's played the game? Yep. Yeah. The, the moment that she jumped down first from a totem pole, went and sat down, was the first one down, and she just said, oh, I can't oh, do yeah, it. What's yeah, the point? Yeah. You know, yeah. it was fine. And then the next person that came down, she, she incepted. Talk strategy. Well, no, but she didn't. She incepted yeah. <laughs> an idea to get rid of somebody, which was a huge blindside, right? Which, fuck, I can't do this. She incepted it in. The next person that came along, just let him sit there. The next person that came along, she incepted just a little bit yeah. again. And then Matt Rogers came down, who was the king at the time. And because the other two were starting to talk about it, he took it on like it was his idea, went through, smashed people yeah. out of the God, game. God far, and she's just been following on this wave. <laughs> so when you get to the end, she's if they because they replay a lot of these moments, if she can bring up that moment, yeah. that's when she the started realizing what she could do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now now I'm starting to imagine um, the Bachelor, but like as a 
Godfather-esque kind of thing. Like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> you didn't get a rose, you know? It's, it is basically uh, like that, except, you know, you have to put your flame out. <laughs> hey, uh, are we ready to start our DC-themed podcast? Yes, the only Bachelor survivor I'm interested in is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Now we're going to move on to... News. It happens. News, it happens. What do we got, Jay? Yeah, man. So listen, there's been so much DC news coming up, positive, middle of the road, and somewhat negative, I guess. So I thought uh, it would be a great time to talk about it and just get it all out on the table. That's why we have these two experts with us. And I thought we'd start with the big one, really, I think, which kind of has the potential to um, recreate the path of DC and that is in the fact that uh, we are now officially looking for a new Superman oh yeah. where, did, where did you see this Warner Brothers yeah. press release <laughs> wait, 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 wait. because <laughs> I haven't thank seen you. it I'm so happy. So you, you, you guys probably didn't listen to the last episode he brought this up and yeah. I'm about to, you're about to do what I have done where did you get as Karen said, where did you get this information from and is it actually confirmed well I thought it was so so no. you're just I told you last po- podcast it wasn't yeah. alright okay I've got two uh, people who are very upset three <laughs> three because I've, to- I've I told you alright I'll rephrase the question are we looking for a new Superman? No, no we're not. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll start off with the batting here. <laughs> okay, in this conversation, Karen is the Rorschach and <laughs> I'm the Night Owl. So, <laughs> so, so the key word is news, and they have a job, <laughs> and that is to make people click on things and read sure. things. So, I guess the most amount of information that I can gather out of everything that's come from both Warner Brothers camp and the Henry Cavill camp and then the media camp is that uh, he would be in a stage right now where they're in uh, contract renegotiations. And I would say that those things aren't aligned at the moment. So I don't think they're going to let him go and I don't think he wants to go, but their views... Yes. Aren't aligned. So, from my and understanding, potential there for it to fall over. Potential. Absolutely. Which is what the media has grabbed is. and went. Um, one, one of the sticking points that I've read through it was mm. that uh, obviously Henry Cavill, you know, wants to continue his career trajectory, yes. and that Warner Brothers can't promise him of um, another Man of Steel. Yes, um, and he doesn't want to be the bit part. Bit part because they wanted him for his next bit to turn up in Shazam. Sure. Yeah. Right, right. And, yeah, so that's one of the sticking points, but I'm yeah. sure there's more. And, I mean, it happens all the time. Look, you know, Paramount are going through oh, it right course. now with Chris Pine yep. uh, in the Star Trek franchise. So yeah. um, I guess it's just one of those things where the news outlets just grab onto that really quickly and go, hey, everybody, it's all over. So I you're think... saying that we have not heard Henry uh, the words out of Henry Cavill's mouth. Absolutely not. Team. In fact, he posted a video on, of him on his Instagram wearing his Superman yeah, uh, Krypton lifting tee, holding team. a Superman toy, basically yeah. saying but not saying, just don't stress about it. <laughs> and his agent has come out and said, you know, the, su- the, the, the um, cape's still very much in his closet at the moment. Um, I guess. Does that mean something else? <laughs> well, you know. I think it would be very <laughs> foolish of Warner Brothers to cast aside oh, Henry Cavill because he's 
the most dedicated Superman we've had so far. Yeah. He's a massive fan of the comics. He knows his source material and he's true to the part. And I think Man of Steel was a really, really good film where they, they could do a great sequel for this. You know? What frustrates me with um, the perception of Man of Steel is that everybody wants to see Superman just being that symbol of hope that we all know that he is. And don't get me wrong, I want to see that, but sometimes... There's a journey yeah. that you've got to go through to get there. And um, I think that, you know, for there's example... There's no point looking for hope if there's nothing wrong. Right, but Superman <laughs> Returns, right? You got all that. You got Superman, you know, being his picturesque, beautiful yeah, self, romantic. saving people. And everybody said it was boring. <laughs> romantic drama. It's boring. Yeah. Give us more... Give us Superman, you know, toughen it out with an opponent that's really strong. And then you get that and you get the realistic ramifications of what would happen if, you know, gods do battle on Earth. and. Yeah. And then people get there's too much explosion. <laughs> people die. So it's like the Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It's trying to find the right yeah. balance. <clears throat> um, I guess the other thing that's happened over the course of the latest DCCU or EU or whatever you want to call oh, it. Oh, it's these not days, that anymore. What's it now? It's the whatever it is of, up to these days. And that's DC that's my point is that uh, Warner Brothers had so many rejigs and reshuffles in upper management, and I'm using air quotations right now. The restructuring is like, is, is a mess in its own right that they yeah. don't really have a plan as to where they want to go at this stage. So um, we'll, we'll talk about we'll that talk a little about bit later because but, there's a little bit more to that. Yes. But I, I generally, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah so and that's I why guess we're seeing these these t- um, t- tonal shifts and you know. As an artist, and Bo, you're probably one of the best people to form an opinion on this. Is if you're in a position where um, the leaders at B can't even tell you where things are going, you would get frustrated mm. and be like, "Okay, I've had enough of this." Oh yeah, for sure. So, I'm not in a position where I could, um, <laughs> you know, but as hang an artist, my cape up. <laughs> if you kept getting told different things about where your character and contract was going, you'd oh, probably yeah. get fed up and want to leave too. And especially if you really cared about the character. Like, Henry Cavill obviously really cares about Superman. Mm. Yeah. And it would be frustrating for him to go, okay, but where's, you know, for example, Man of Steel. And then following up on that, we get Batman vs Superman, which, by the way, I love Batman vs Superman. But it wasn't a sequel, so like it was, but it wasn't it wasn't Superman's own story. No, yeah, he had to sort of share that stage with Batman, yes. which is cool. But I can see why Henry Cavill's gone. Okay, we've done the team up stuff. I want my own film sequel now, mm. and I get that. And he wa- he wants to extend the story of Superman as well, and, sh- and show maybe villains that we've ne- Brainiac, people like Brainiac, villains that we haven't Amazing. seen yeah. yet, Metallo and and stuff like that, that yeah. haven't had cool stories that they've been incorporated into on screen yeah. and when you know the one good scene in justice league is is the when soups has his uh true true uh, moment mm. with, the, with the other superheroes and shows his true power so that excites that, you for that what, smile on his face when yeah. he's laying out um steppenwolf is and it excites cool. you for what could be in man of still too but aside um, from the upper lip when he's <laughs> don't get me started all right so yeah we're thinking it's, it's all good to go we're, we're feeling comfortable with uh, henry cavill as superman that's all good so do I. Yeah. If it turns pear shaped, yep. do we have any suggestions of who could take the take on the the cape? Hmm. Any, anything come to mind, or not really? Yeah, Nick Cage. Oh <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. Um, With long or short hair? I'm a super protector. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I I will draw a blank there too. I don't, yeah, okay. I don't so know. So no one comes to mind. Like aesthetically speaking, I think um, Matt Bomber. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like he even looks a little bit like. Yeah, yeah. well, he was one bit. of the ones that was in contendership for Superman. Yeah. He um, needs a bit of beef though, doesn't he? Uh, which you could easily do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I would like just for you know the sake of something different for them to cast actors that aren't. Don't you know? Don't have a reputation, or aren't a celebrity, or aren't very well known. Because I find that, for example, watching a show like Stranger Things, where the only big name was Winona Ryder, uh, yeah. it was so refreshing to watch a story where all you cared about was the characters. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. you didn't know that. Oh, that's you know Ryan Gosling, or that's um, Emma yeah, Stone. It's not yeah. this Tom Cruise starring as the Green Lantern. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like it. Don't get me wrong. It's having cool said that, that, Henry Cavill wasn't massive when he. No, and, but that's kind of what was Nor cool was about Brandon it, right? Nor was Brandon Ruth. Nor yeah. was Dean Cain. What if Dean Cain actually uh, got back into training for the role? <laughs> you should see the look at these two faces. Stop it. Uh, I do love Dean Cain. That was a joke. But was a joke. Yeah, maybe not. Um, yeah, I guess it's just one of those things now where it's all speculation and we just have to play the, mm. the waiting I, game. What I think is interesting about it, particularly as well with the Ben Affleck's uh, future as the Batman being... Also in mystery. Yeah, in doubt. Great. Uh, But it's been in doubt since he signed up to do Batman vs Superman. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like they either hated. Going to play Batman. They either hated that he was cast as Batman. (laughs) Watching the Batman movie. (laughs) And yeah, so but I think it's interesting that no party has come out and said yes or no officially, which tells me there's something else going on behind the scenes that nobody's privy to that they'll get to at some point. I think they're waiting to replace Ben Affleck, so they know. Oh, you know, we'll go with two fresh leads. Yeah. Rather than just but one that would lead. completely screw the whole universe because then you've got Wonder Woman who's already featured in a film with yeah what's, it makes it difficult. What's the new head of DC Films? What's his oh name? I, I don't Walter uh, Hamada? Hamada or something. Or yeah. I think it's Hamada. So his current view is that he's happy to let it all just be separate now. So he he's he's in a current mind state of like I'm happy to have Gal Gadot still as Wonder Woman, but then have a completely different cast for everything else. Well, and we just pretend that the other films never well, happened. Well, that's it. That's, I guess, where everyone yeah, else that, is. That if really gonna, I'm sorry, me. but if, like, I love Gal so as stupid. Wonder Woman, but if you're going to recast one, you have to recast, recast them all. all uh, of them. I'm okay, yeah. especially when you're going to put John Hamm in as Batman. So, Don't you um, dare. When they do that, <laughs> I'm going to love... Five love years it. ago, John Hamm as Batman would have been ideal. <laughs> and five years from now, it's going to be just as good. And tomorrow, hey, Jake Gyllenhaal as Batman would be okay with yeah. me too. If they ever did The Dark Knight Returns, like straight up The Dark Knight Returns, John Hamm would be a great Batman. Yeah. Well, he's a Marvel villain now, so we can't. I know right? exactly, right? So oh, the take out can... of all that is that we love, yeah, we, we love Henry Cavill we as Superman, and we'd love to see a Man of Steel too. Absolutely, we yeah. would soon. Yes, in a couple of years. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to <laughs> next year. Uh, the Joker. So this is the uh, Todd Ooh. Phillips uh, origin film starring Joaquin Phoenix as uh, as the Joker. So the reason why we brought this up is um, we don't know too much about it. Although what do you, you mean? I've seen might... the whole film. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks, social media. It's not social <laughs> yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. Social media has a lot to answer for. Yeah. But how are these people getting such intimate footage from set? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, uh, they're just filming it in public. Yeah, they are just but filming it in a public. Lot of, a lot of stuff they're filming in public. But there's no like screen. Like, and I, I love that because I'm, I really like authentic yeah. sets and, and things like that. But yeah. 
There's got to be a way to keep these people out. Well, well I think Nolan maybe it's managed just... to do a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of that was closed sets too. So. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. all I'm saying is that like the, the, the filmmakers behind it, I trust. Yes. You know, and if they're doing this, they're doing this for a reason. reason. Yeah. And Could be a misdirection. Exactly, right? Yeah. Like Because you want people to go, whatever, and then all of a sudden it comes out and you're like, Shit. Just, yeah. <laughs> just for the record, I'm loving everything that I'm seeing. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> what, that's, yeah. what, I want, that's what I want to ask you guys. Yeah, cool. How are we feeling about Joaquin as the Joker? How are we feeling about the way he looks? I mean, I know that that's just a, a little, you know, a social media pop up here and I there, but yeah. you still get a fair indication of what direction they might go. Yeah? I don't want to speak too soon or yeah. count my chickens or anything like that, but um, I think Joaquin could be potentially the best Joker we've ever seen. Um, well, he's, he's definitely got the acting chops. Mm. No, no question about that. Yeah. But just remember, I called Batfleck, so. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I called Margot. <laughs> I just tapped the side of my nose with my index finger. In case anyone was wondering. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for Joaquin Phoenix as being the Joker. What concerns me, though, uh, as a DC fan, is that for me personally, I don't like the idea of the Joker existing without the Batman. Yeah, I so agree with that too. So that's my only concern about the film. Other than that, I... But this is actually an origin story, correct? Is that correct? Yes, yes. but very few origin stories of, of the Joker exist without Batman. Without okay. Batman. Well, maybe... So, and and maybe this is all about happening at the same time as Thomas Wayne. Um, and that... that so does that mean that like in 20 years' time, the Joker is now 70 yeah, when Batman well, finally exists? If, if it helps, uh, you know that Affleck was in um, up until last week or week before was in... Um, Rehab. Rehab, right? Yeah. And he came out and he, he looked pretty disheveled and whatnot. He looks pretty whatnot. buff now, though, all of a did you, I was about to say, so yeah. did you, have you seen the last like few days? Yeah. He looks pretty buff, right? He looks pretty buff. had a haircut as well. And Always makes you look bigger when you have a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> and they're filming right now... This so he could, he could easily okay. play yeah. a younger version well, of himself, saying, right? Well, all I'm saying is... Can, yeah. I, can I just say, if they are going for that whole... I know I'm going to be completely contradictory of what I just said before, but if they're going for the whole, like, oh, we're just going to have you know movies that feature these characters and whatever, if Ben, Affle uh, if ben Affleck's Batman shows up in this Joker film, I'm going to be the happiest man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> because... Um, yeah, <laughs> I'd be happy with that. I, like, it's going to completely screw the continuity and all that sort of thing. But well, maybe if it maybe means not. I get we'll if, it, if it means I get an iconic quickly wanted. Oh, sorry. If I get like an iconic view of like that Batman and that Joker, mm. happy days. What yeah. do we think of the look? I think it's not finished yet. Yeah. I think a lot of it's that a is just. Yeah. I would love it to be that too, a progression. Yeah. I yeah. think what they're doing, because we're seeing all this imagery of clown, and I love that they're playing with the clown motif. Yes. Um, yeah. because, and that they haven't gone full traditional purple or anything like that yet. But like, I think they're going to get there. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that's kind of what um, Heath's Joker lacked a little bit, was that clowning kind of exterior. Yeah, like he had the yeah. paint and stuff, but there wasn't a lot of, and there was the Joker cards, he but there was so wasn't a lot macabre. of that clowny yeah. sort of yeah. theatrical sort of side to things. So, um, though there was, but it was in a very real world. Yeah. So the way sense. I'd like to see it is, it's just a man that's been tortured so much, he's just pushed to the point of becoming the Joker. That's what I would like. We to were talking see. about this in the car on the way over, actually, <laughs> and I was saying I would love for this Joker to be a bit of a Walter White in the sense that he starts off as this meek sort of like 
getting pushed around and stepped on by everyone and then he ends up being this dude that nobody wants to fuck with because yeah, he'll yeah. stab you in the eye or like <laughs> <laughs> eat your entrails or yeah. something. So my, uh, my biggest concern has always been with this film and that is uh, it's been helmed by Todd Phillips, directed yeah, by Todd choice. Phillips. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Now, for those who don't know, Todd Phillips directed films such as Hangover 1, 2 and 3, mm-hmm. uh, Due Date. Yeah. Yep. So he, he's... Um, he's uh, I guess he, the, what, what he likes to film is, you know, comedy action, you know? Yeah. Com- comedy is in mainstream and then a little bit of action on the side. This, uh, what, what genre do we see this film for a start? I think it's going to be a bit of a dark comedy, borderline, maybe a little bit of action, but I think it's going to be sort of very macabre and, yeah. and really quite dark. I think it's going to be quite uh, insane. Insane, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Think, I think it's going to be really up and down all over the place. I, I really loved The Hangover 1. I thought mm. that caught everyone by surprise and it delivered. Hangover 2 and 3 were pushed for sequels that were pretty yeah. shit. I think The Hangover would have worked really well if they'd waited 10 years and done the sequel. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. then there would have been like a sense of nostalgia yeah. and it wouldn't have been rushed. But let's just go to Thailand and... Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and due date, I mean, I look, to be honest with you, I haven't seen that twice. But the first time I watched it, I was a little bit underwhelmed. Do we know if he wrote them as well? Or I'm not sure just... if he wrote Due Date. We can have a look. Yeah. Um, but you've seen Due Date a couple of times, both. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, Robert Downey helps, right? He is my dad, so yeah. <laughs> I had to watch it a couple of times. Um, <laughs> Robert Downey's Batman's dad? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I love Due Date. I think it's a great film. Like, for me, I, I'm biased. Tony Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm biased because I, I love Robert Downey Jr. Um I think it's a good film, but I, I don't think it's. I think it's a bit unfair to judge directors and performers about what they can and can't do. It's like you know the old adage about Jim Carrey, how everyone's like, "Oh, he can only do comedy. He can only do funny stuff." But he, he, that's not the case. He does. He does lots of if drama. If I was to judge Todd solely on Hangover One, I think he's quite a good director. I yeah, think that look, was a quite a tight film. It yeah, oh, really definitely, well. Yeah, definitely. Like for example, Shot. Karen, you're you're a director. Yeah, it would suck if people only ever put you in one box and said you can only direct this type of film. Absolutely, yeah. Because and that's Todd's not what you come out and said he's always wanted to play with this. This is something that he's wanted. And to if do. he's has a bit of a passion for him, if yeah. he's passionate about it, let him do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's my, what my we problem, need. yeah. But here is my problem because I, I okay. agree with you, Karen. I don't like to shoot especially directors down for what mm. they haven't done yet. You know? yes, yes. However, the reason why I was a little bit negative is I've heard Todd Phillips talking up Hangover 2 and Hangover yeah, 3, cool. like yeah. they're masterpieces, like on camera to me, yeah. saying, Jason, this is the funniest film I've ever done. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. We wanted to do this because, you know, we had this idea. It was great. We ran with it. And really, they're, they're, he actually... Um, yeah, disappointed me. Kind of, yeah, yeah. so the, I was like, I don't down. believe you now. I'm, I, it's you like all, yeah. all those interviews that came out before Justice League with Danny Elfman saying there's only one Batman theme. <laughs> there's there's one trait that I have noticed with the content that Todd's officially releasing and he calls it trying to combat the paparazzi. They yeah. put out a crap photo, so he's got to put out a good photo. Um, <laughs> but to me, it actually just, it it looks more like a kid that's super excited. Mm. The stuff that uh, he's I putting like that. out, I like that. It's like as if he just can't wait yeah, to show it. I love yeah. it. So that gives me hope. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I love that little, uh, you know, camera closing in on yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, and it's got the, uh, uh, you know, the images. Kaleidoscope. Oh, yeah, that's, that's great. Was clever. Clever. It was pretty clever. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it very, cool. um, yeah. that's very, um, um, 
the Johnny Depp film, they, Las Vegas. Um, Fear and Loathing. Fear, no, Fear, and, loathing. Fear and Loathing. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did we find out whether he wrote Due Date? Yeah, so he was one of five writers okay. for Due Date and he didn't write Hangover. Okay. He may have written two and three. I haven't checked that. But, okay, uh, yeah. cool. Interesting. See, so, I think the only thing that could let this film down is if it's poorly written. Mm. Because it's obviously very character-driven and story-driven. Yeah. Having said that, uh, and we talked about this in the car on the way over, that Joaquin's been hunted, like head-hunted for a true, comic true. book film for so long now. Yeah. So it's got to be the script and the character that really got him to sign the dotted yeah, line. Yeah. Like I was saying in the car that um, with um, Phoenix that it would have to be offering him a real meaty character Explorers, there for him to, to, character, to yeah. get in on that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, completely. Uh Righto. Okay, moving on. Sorry, I was just... Uh, <laughs> I'm driving. I forgot I'm driving. Sorry. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So... It's like you don't even care we're here. <laughs> so the next one I want to talk about is the... Uh, I read, again, it was, it was kind of a quote from somewhere uh, with the new um, Harley Quinn and Joker um, movie. And they've basically claimed it's a bit of a rom-com, so it's kind of bad Santa meets... Um, I when Harry met Sally or something like that, yeah. and immediately I'm like going, oh, I had a bit of vomit in my mouth or did something. You hear, did you hear the yeah. one where Harley uh, kidnaps Doctor Phil in the opening scene, and they yes. want to get actual yeah. Doctor Phil to play it? Doctor yes. Phil, play it. yeah. Please, yeah. God, no. How did How did Jared? Is he like completely ironclad, locked in contract? I'm sure he wouldn't want to do this after he. I think that he would. Ju- he'll just go. Sit. No thanks. I'll pay out. <laughs> yeah, because he yeah. said like that. Suicide Squad wasn't what they pitched to him. And, and that his performance was completely cut up in the end. Yeah. yeah. So how's he agreeing to... Th- Personally, I don't like the and idea of the, that film. The guy way. had but, such a hard act to follow. Like, let's consider... He was the first cinema movie Joker that we've seen since Heath. Yes. yes. And, and you, always, you always know, like, when you see the stuff of, of Waki and stuff like that, and even of Jared Leto, there's always that one comment of some dude in the bottom that's still living in 2008. He's like, Heath Ledger's Joker is the best Joker <laughs> in the world and there'll never be another Joker quite like him. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> And I love... That, that was me. I have a great accent. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I love Heath. Oh, yeah. when, when that film came out, I saw it six or seven times at the cinema. Uh, I would dress yeah. up as the Joker. Sure. I was Obsessive. all about it. Yeah. yeah. No, no. But could you imagine Obsessive. if if he if Jared uh, had, had been able to do that role without Heath Ledger, this is going to sound just... It is direct, but without Heath Ledger being dead. So if Heath oh. Ledger was alive and he's not doing it because he just either well, they get moved rid of him or he just or moved on. Yeah. Or they finished the franchise, which is what yeah. they did and nobody seems to accept that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. Yeah. Christian Bale should just come back and be Batman. Okay. Are you, are you reading my Twitter? or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, I love Christian Bale. I think he's a fantastic Batman. He's a great Bruce Wayne. But they finished that story. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're telling different yeah. stories now. Move on. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so it's actually uh, the director is the writer of uh, TV shows such as This Is Us, mm. and he also wrote um, Focus, which was a Will Smith yeah. and Margot Robbie. Yeah, but he also wrote I Love You, Phil Morris, Philip Morris, hey. right? So he's completely twisted. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th- that actually kind of gets me a little bit excited. A little bit, but, it, but he's never quite sold me on any of those. They're okay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah no, I agree. Yeah, Focus was good, They're good not great. But not great, yeah. yeah and all of yeah, them, are, yeah. I think, are that sort of level of good. Did Mozart write the fifth 
first. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, I don't know. Do I, I don't know. <laughs> but whilst, whilst I have my distaste for that uh, Harley Joker um, on-screen thing so far, uh, I guess the other thing that I can that I look at it as is there's so many different comic book universes with the same characters. So mm. why not have all these different explorations? It give yeah. me a chance but to do is my that own what Harley. Pe- is that what people? <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> but as far as the Joker Harley spin-off is that really what fans want to see like what well, distur- question what disturbed mm. me the most about suicide squad was the way that they portrayed joker and harley's relationship mm. i thought based on the trailers and stuff like that i thought we were finally going to get like a real insight into what kind of relationship they have and that is one that is highly fucked up mm. <laughs> yeah me, am i allowed to swear yeah yeah, 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 yeah. well it's very fucked up sean's dropped the f-bomb probably eight times, times. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah so i found that um it's very abusive yeah it's, it's, it's the worst kind but of we relationship. saw that in six minutes of backstory on on suicide squad yeah but, it wasn't good but enough, then right? they but then they mm contradict that by making it look like Joker's this lovesick puppy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. As, soon, as soon as they announced yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jared Leto and, and then started bringing out like footage and, and pictures of him, yeah. you know, uh, Jason texted me and just said, if like, you know, he knows me very well. If, yeah. if this is, if there's any Joker, cause I, I do love the Joker. Yeah. If there's any Joker, that's you, that's for you. Yeah. This is, this is it. So when I started watching trailers, I was so pumped and psyched. Well, and then the movie came out. And you got seven minutes of him. And it's nothing to do with Jared. Loved him. No, yeah, no, I no, think Jared's no. great. Yeah. I, he's, I want to see more. He's like that. one of my man crush Mondays. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Apart from the purring, but yeah, everything else was fantastic. But <laughs> I, what I love, what I love that is he made some interesting choices. Pick. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He didn't just go in there and go, oh, I'm going, this is what I think the Joker's like. So I'm yeah. just going to do what, you know, what Everyone other thinks. people have yeah. said yeah. I should do or, or think you I should do. He went I in. Got these scars. Yeah, he went yeah. in and he did his own thing and he yeah. was captivating. Yeah, I found him definitely. interesting to watch. Uh, I think yeah. it's really unfair that he gets such a bum rap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They shouldn't be directing their hatred at him, <laughs> yeah. directed at the overall process. And, yeah, and I mean, uh, David Ayer has come out recently in his Twitter feed and, and said, you know, okay, the damage tattoo was maybe one step too far. Um, look, I mean, as much as I kind of agree with that, it hurts me to see a director having to come out yeah. and go that far to say, guys, Sorry. I effed up. Because <laughs> um, that just goes Schumacher. to show how much the creative process was taken away from him in the end. Yeah. yeah. And he's hurting. And that really sucks as a well, filmmaker. I'm a big fan that. of David Ayer. You know, End of Watch. Uh, it's funny though. Like I yeah, had this. I, I uh, like Fury. David Ayer too, but I yeah, Fury, far out. Yeah, mm, Fury. It's yeah, like every second film he does is brilliant. So End of Watch was fantastic. Then Sabotage was horrible. Then Fury was fantastic, and then Suicide Squad was horrible. Do you know what? <laughs> I can't help but think that he had this wonderful thing in mind, and the first half of Suicide Squad. Is really good. Yeah, I liked it. Nothing yeah. wrong with it, to, to be honest. Yeah, it derails after that, mm. and made. And we've talked about it much, a lot on the podcast, mainly because of the villain. But maybe mm. he was pushed in that direction a little bit more. I, I also know. think um, after the negative criticism that came out after Batman vs Superman, for frankly not a lot of good reason. No, um, the movie made what internationally nine hundred million dollars. Yeah, it was almost like a billion. Yeah, and. Um, I think Warner Brothers went shit. Oh, panic! Panic stations. Um, make it more funny. Make it more like a Marvel film. Oh, and what absolutely. they forget is that comic book fans don't want to see the same no. tone of film no. all you, the time. We'll we want to. We want we'll to change see it up. Thor Ragnarok for that. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Let's not talk about that one. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. So we do have a film that is absolutely greenlit and will be starting production very soon, and that is uh, Harley Quinn's Birds of Prey film. Yeah, yeah. so we've got... Th- Two, three Harley Quinn films. Yeah, so coming out. we went from scratching to get one. Yeah, and now yes. they they want to do three. Which, yeah. in, in one way, she seems like she could be a bit of an anchor in this overall story arc. But the second part of it is: it, will it be saturation? I'm a bit concerned about that. I, I tend to agree with you. Yeah. I think because I love her take on Harley case. Quinn. She love is Harley it. Quinn. Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah. But man, if you've got you know three films in the next two years, which is her. Yeah, being the main. Once again, I think this is that upper management thing where they go, "Oh, look that's at this money! Want. Look at this money! Let's that's do it! Do it! Do it! Do it! Do it!" You saw what happened when they <laughs> let's make some toys. You saw what happened when Gal Gadot movies and what fifty Harley Quinn movies, and that's yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and after Hangover One, everyone said Zach Galifianakis was hilarious. So guess what? They make him a main character in Hangover Two. It was horrible, horrible and grating. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. we want you as you know, kind of sprinkled on. You know. So is the Birds of Prey the one that that Margot pitched to the executives, yeah. and it sort of changed its name? Yeah, I think it was, was supposed one, to be Gotham it was City Sirens, Sirens first. Yeah. Gotham yeah. City Sirens, which makes more sense for Harley Quinn. I don't know why Harley Quinn is Birds of Prey. Prey yeah. Well, have it, it doesn't really a, yeah, fit it, the motif, it does, does it? It doesn't really, <laughs> does it? But let's have a look here. It says, um, after splitting up with the Joker, okay, okay, Harley Quinn and three other female superheroes, Black Canary, Huntress, and uh, Renee Montoya, Montoya. Montoya. Yep. come together to save the life of the little girl, Cassandra Kane. From an evil crime lord. Mm, That's the synopsis. Which is going to be the Black Mask. Black Mask? Yeah. Okay. So we have had cast um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress. I'm happy with that. Loved her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like her. I think she's a great actress. She does. So that's a good good Huntress. And Black Canary is um, Jeanne Smollet-Bell. I think that's how you pronounce it. Which is Warner Brothers pushing the sort of racial... Uh, <laughs> agenda there. Right. I'm gonna go there because uh, they have they've come Four out and quarter. said they <laughs> really want to actually make a diverse cast. So uh, because that isn't Black Canary. In, so who in terms of the comic book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Book and things yeah. like that. So that's good that they're sort of exploring that. So who we got to cast now as a back um, back girl, right? Back, back is back girl in it? Did, I yeah. don't know whether she, is she came Super, to be super girl in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, apparently that's what they're working on in favour of. Man Superman Two yeah. is oh gosh really. But you can't, yeah. you said recently, Bo, that uh, if we had every actor to be the epitome of the comic book, it wouldn't image. realistically represent people. Yes. So, and this is what I think is really great. And Zack Snyder was actually a pioneer of this in terms of um, with um, Aquaman. You look at Aquaman in the comics, he's this blonde-haired, blue-eyed, Caucasian dude that's yep. somehow ruler of Atlantis. And he's floating around on stingrays. And... Yeah, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> because it, like, well, it does because it's it's fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, at the same time, I really love what they did with um, Jason Momoa in terms of giving his character an identity with the water and and. You know that Polynesian tribes yes. obviously yeah. have a lot of yeah. uh, spiritual connection yep. with that, yep. and yep. I yep. think yep. that's so cool that cool. they, they yeah. incorporated that in a way that's really realistic well, a, and makes sense. When they were filming Batman vs yeah. Superman, there was a radio station in Detroit that were paying out on Aquaman, and on the way to set, Zach was listening in, so he called them and said, "Hey guys, it's Zach Snyder," and they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, no, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, no it, it is. is. <laughs> um, let me tell you about Aquaman." Uh, 
picture this guy who is, you know, 20, 30,000 feet below the surface uh, where the pressure and things like that harden your skin and he has his trident that can, like, tear the skin off Superman. And he started, like, just going on all about this stuff and the guys instantly were like, oh, wow, yeah, actually... This guy's cool. Pretty cool. He's a badass. So, yeah, I guess it's just... And then they sent Jason Momoa to the radio station to beat them up. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, he he, had to get through his his bodyguards first, which look like little, like, side characters (laughs) that you have to get through before you face the boss. there's that ongoing joke through Justice League, like, you you do talk to fish, right? Yeah, it's it's tongue-in-cheek. it's the water that talks, yeah. Uh, He could play Superman. He could play Batman. He could play Supergirl. Oh, I would I would just... Yeah, agree with everything that he did. Good choice, Jason. <laughs> so uh, back to what we were saying about like representations of, of people. Mm. I think like it is important because we, we've had you know so much of the same for so long that it is important to represent all people. Yeah. Yes. Cool. In saying that, I think that sometimes they can kind of go a little bit too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's I see you're such a, walking it, around this subject very carefully. It, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I get what you're saying. But it can be represented but, in but other it's ways like saying throughout that, the film. It's like saying that you know. I could never play Batman uh, because I'm only five foot seven. Okay. And there's people just out there really, who go, no, you can't. Just really quickly, like Jason, like you're saying, we're tiptoeing around. For me, I think it's not so much that um, I think they just lose the direction of where they were wanting to make that statement. Yeah. So the statement because becomes the more important than the character. That yes, yes. Yeah. that's kind of what I was trying to get yeah. at. Yeah. Is that, that they start to lose track of what they're doing in terms of the story and the character and they start yeah. to focus more they're on... They're just ticking boxes. Yeah, cool, yeah, and, we'll and make it a Hispanic, becomes, Asian, gay, lesbian yeah. But they're not person. even they're not even then doing it for... Um, for the fish. right reasons. Yes. They're doing it because they, they want to... They get a, well, yeah, a, you a, want to tick as many boxes as you can to get as many bums on the seats. That's it. But that's well, for me. Well, that's, that's such bullshit. Because if yeah. you're going to do it, do it for the right reason. And, and and the reason is to include all people, not just because you wanna you wanna you know tick a, yeah, a box agree. with with all audiences. And if you do it for the right reasons, it'll be a more sustainable entity or franchise, yeah. which is what they're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. They're looking for the next big franchise. You know. Let's move on quickly. Yep. Um, we're going on to what is in the pipeline for DC, right? So what is actually coming up, we'll go through them one by one quickly because we have had a few trailers of some of this stuff. So the first DC film that we will see coming up will be Aquaman, yeah? Yes. Yeah. So uh, we have seen uh, the second trailer for that now, yes? We yeah. have a teaser mm-hmm. and we've had the trailer. So this is James Wan's Aquaman and there's a fair bit of pressure on this film, you yeah. know? Um, and also, I saw a picture somewhere of, and maybe it was a fan-made one, but it was Jason Momoa uh, in gr- the green tights. So there's a statuette. That's there's a statuette. Out. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. And but it's, it hasn't got like the shirt because they want to show off his chest. And, collectibles. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. And, and when tweeted yesterday, uh, he goes, "I will make. I will not confirm." Uh, or deny whether he's in that suit. <laughs> uh, yeah. so in other words, he is. That's yeah, because because it, if he moves to that, yeah. then that's brilliant. Yeah. If they end the film with that look, with that look, I mean, yeah, I guess that's this. I had that same sort of uh, kiddish feeling when there was talk that Hugh Jackman might wear the traditional oh. Wolverine suit, and then it never came. And I was like, damn it! <laughs> Even if he just tried it on, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Go, this well, is there's ridiculous. That, there's there's that cut, the scene they cut from it where he opens the case and yeah. it's got yeah, the helmet yeah. and the oh, and right. the gloves, and yeah. you're just like. But where was that? Yeah. Where was that in the film? <laughs> it's like us wanting the black Superman. Suit. Okay, so back to what we were saying real quick about like 
actors portraying characters. If you want to go for comic book accuracy on uh, Wolverine, he's not the guy. No, <laughs> he's, he's like tall. six foot four. Yeah. 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 Uh, he, he actually slim. wore the full. He wore the full get, uh, get up to Comic Con once, and um, some dude got a photo with him. Didn't even know it was Hugh, and he goes, "Oh, cool costume, bro. Yeah. You're a bit too tall, though." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. And it's huge. Bang on. Yeah, yeah. Tom yeah. Hardy's uh, Wolverine. But yeah, uh, I, and last but not least, just with the Aquaman. So I, I am intrigued that James wanted to make it like a fantasy epic like Lord of the Rings yeah. apparently so that's his direction that's right. always an ambitious statement though yes isn't it <laughs> one thing okay. look, the trailer hasn't really um, you know uh, lit my fire um, but I'm mm. really excited for this film by the way because I'm a fan of of, um, of Aquaman that they have like you said mm. both before the one that they've created uh, Jason Momoa I'm a big fan but what I'm really happy with is this tone of this film seems like it's um, marrying up to Wonder Woman's tone quite nicely. Cool. Yeah. Have you yeah. noticed that? Yeah, yeah that's true. I'll agree with that. Yeah, it's like this a is only piece. by the trailer. Yeah, yeah. it seems yeah. like they can work quite nicely together. together. And at least that, for me, that's kind of what I'm looking for, not this scattered approach. Are we <laughs> going dark today? That, Are we going light that today? That Warner Brothers slash DC can get every character except Batman and Superman right, and that's their two titular characters. I know, <laughs> right? But the thing is, just trust the people that are making the films. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, give some more control. I would a hundred percent. I'm a Zack Snyder fan, but I would have a hundred percent preferred to see Zack Snyder's complete vision Cut. for Justice mm. League over the 100%. Frankenstein's monster that yeah. we got. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. But I'd rather people go, "Oh, that was shit. I hated it." And but for us to be able to go, but you know what? It's its own yeah. vision. And, and the thing yeah. is that everyone, I have a lot of people who say, oh, hey, Batman vs. Superman. I love that film. Yeah, me it's, too. I love it. Again, it's layered, before. right? And it knows what it is and it mm. is what it is, right? So I love it for that. And, it's, and every, every time I watch it, I get a little bit more from it. Uh, Justice League is not that film. No, no I agree not. with you, man. If it not was exactly exact all the way through. Batman vs. Superman and then instantly after watch Justice League. Oh, it's, it's nothing. It's, it's not just, a sequel. No, it's, <laughs> it's like trying to force two different puzzle pieces together. Yeah. It's just yeah, not yeah. working. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the next movie we've got coming up after that is uh, Shazam. Yes. I am oh, so yeah, cool. pumped. Yeah. We've seen the trailer. What are we thinking? Uh, yeah. really like it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important that, again, with tone... You don't have to have all one dark tone. Like mm. everyone's like, oh, Batman Superman so dark. Yeah. You can have another film set in that universe that isn't quite as dark. Mm. Look at Ant-Man. Yeah. I, th- I feel like Shazam is going to be the Ant-Man yeah, of the DC. the DC universe. Sure. And I'm happy with that. And a film that you can take your kids to. Almost, yeah, 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 that's what it seems. It seems like it's almost a superhero version of Big. Yeah. Yes. Tom Hanks, you know. Cool. Uh, yeah. That's exactly that what um, Shazam is. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, exactly. it's a kid in a, an so adult's body. Yes. When they come together in Justice League 2, right, you have a genuine comic relief in Shazam, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah? Um, like what they've done with Marvel and Ant-Man. Mm. When yes. Ant-Man comes in, he is the comic relief. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. And, and, and maybe man. now Thor. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Besides that. <laughs> but yeah, but what they've done is they forced they forced um, the Flash in as the comic relief in Justice League, right? And they like, shoehorned him in. Uh, yes, they did, but he has always been that. Okay, they just yeah. didn't execute it very well. And well, we had no background. Yes, that's it. That's the problem. As a, yeah. as a punter, you yes. had no background to that. Yeah. Mm. You know? And, and yeah, don't get me wrong, some of his hum- humour worked. Yeah. Some were like grating handbrake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what's oh. the lead actor? Zachary Le- Levi? Yeah, Levi. Levi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Levi. And if you haven't seen him in Chuck, 
mm. which was one of my favorite yeah. series. Uh, mm. You know, he is the perfect mesh of uh, you know uh, nerd. Oh, perfect. Uh, to average ability human being. <laughs> Do you know what I loved as well is they, they cast, they've obviously cast an actor that's you know really suited in his performance for the role, yep. but he didn't quite look the part. Yeah. Shazam's built like a brick shithouse yeah. and um, he's just a unit. But instead of going, oh, we're going to cast an actor that is that size and, yeah. and whatever, they, again, they went... Made the right John person. John Cena right person. is yeah, Shazam. Exactly. <laughs> well, You'd never be right. able to see him. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey. Yeah. 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 Have you got that? Oh, You'll never be able to see him. Oh god. Uh, no, there's no, no idea. No, no. There's the door. We'll move on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I feel, and he, he's built himself up, and he's become he's become Shazam. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's given an actor that may not have been considered for the role uh, yeah. an opportunity to make something really glad, great. I'm glad that they. I really hope that Warner Brothers eventually embrace both of those things. I think that's great that there's a film now that people can take their kids too and family orientated I was about to say that yeah this will be the first DC and not film trying while, to make one of their dark films that yes I think you should have yes. both yeah agree because every yeah. car- a person human in life has different personalities you know exactly. some people go through uh, you know mental issues and problems and some people are on top of the world you know what I mean yeah. point of view sorry man are you on top of the world um, but I was going to go more for the mental issues. <laughs> I'll point through the window then. If I had to pigeonhole issues. But the thing is, it's somewhere that, in the middle. The that, that deal is, with it better. That's all. Those people see the world in different places. So you can't have one universe that's just completely dark and mm. void because Shazam yeah. hasn't, like, so far, because the movie hasn't come out, he hasn't met Superman, he hasn't met Batman, he hasn't mm. done any of that. So he lives in his world, which is what it is. It's a and, kid's world. But they exist because he opens the drawer and there's the newspaper the article and, and the, the Batarang, which yeah. is great. It's mm. fantastic. Yeah. And I, But I think it would be really cool for Shazam to meet Superman because in, in some of the representations in comics and animated series and stuff like that, when they first meet Shazam, the Justice League think he's a Kryptonian because he's so strong and he, he has yeah. like virtually all this, the similar traits that Superman has. Uh, and they think, oh shit, this is another Kryptonian. And then it turns out, no, it's just this fourteen-year-old kid that's yeah, trapped yeah. this body and of a superhero. Back, back to what you were saying, Sean. Like for me, it's all about what you're in the mood for, right? Yeah. And within a universe, yes. in this case, what we're talking about. So, for example, sometimes I'm in the mood to watch Batman vs Superman, like this dark epic. And sometimes I'm in the mood to watch, yes, I'll say it, Jessica Alba in Fantastic Four. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. a, That's it, usually it, after I, I everyone goes to bed mean. at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No. He's only watching Jessica Alba. <laughs> I think those Fantastic Four films get a bad rap. They I were agree. fun. They're fun, right? And, but that's all they should be. Exactly. I think what's happened is the inceptions of the world and, and particularly the Dark Knight trilogy being so grounded and based in reality has given everyone this expectation that you have to have it's got to be serious and, and mm. not yeah. necessarily dark but the, you, it, you can't have a laugh with it but look mm. at the characters as well that's the most important part so Batman was an orphan or was orphaned um, and went through such a traumatic childhood um, and then it took it upon himself to exert that revenge back onto the injustices that have befallen Gotham mm. so yes it's going to be a dark story yeah yeah, Shazam you're not going to get this a happy... kid that all of a sudden gets the powers of like almost like a super yeah. Superman. It's like a kid you know? in a candy store. Of course, it's going to be stark differences. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, cool. So from there, we move on to uh, Wonder Woman 1984 so will be the keen. next DC film. So yeah. this is again directed by uh, Patty Jenkins, yes. which yeah, is good. Cool. So we have a little bit of continuity here. And massive pay rise for her. 
fantastic. Yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah, yes, she should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And now this is a well, I guess it's a kind of a prequel, but not really, because one of them was an origin story. But it's yeah, set... it's the sequel to her prequel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so how we uh, we haven't seen anything on this. We've seen like a little clip here, a little still here and there, mm. and one actually includes Chris Pine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what are we thinking there, Bo? <laughs> What are your theories on that one? My, Somebody my call heart, Neil. <laughs> my heart wants Steve Trevor to be a code name and he's actually Hal Jordan, who's a pilot who becomes the Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah me but too. But <laughs> reality tells me that it's not going to happen. Don't get me wrong, I'll be stoked if it does, but yeah. um, I would love to see Chris Pine have more of a stake in that that world as a, as a hero. And don't get yeah. me wrong, he still does as, as Steve Trevor, but it would just be really cool to have him. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm a spy and my name's Hal Jordan. and. Um, I'm yeah. a Green Lantern now. Yeah. For those for those <laughs> playing on the comic book side of things, so Steve Trevor actually does get revived in the comic book series. Um, okay. Spoilers. And Spoilers. there's some modern. <laughs> there's also modern versions of him as well. Like there's comics that take place in the present that Steve Trevor is a part of. And okay. Yeah. Right. It just so, depends on what you read. This, like we said, that's well, there's right. so much out there. So yeah. much out there. So from there we moved on to... Oh, uh, hang on, sorry. sorry yeah. Really good, quick. Uh, the one bit of exciting news for me out of that, other than this... Hans. Hans Zimmer has returned to Oh, yeah, I read that. Um, and he said after BBS, he was done. Superhero and I reckon it was just because it was set in the 80s and he was just like, Sin. Give it to me. <laughs> I have... Um, <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Now, unlike Unreal. everybody else in this room, I didn't grow up throughout the 80s. Um, <laughs> so I have this mad adoration for the 80s that I have no idea about the actual the actuality of, of what it was like growing up in the 80s. But I feel it feels like it was just such a mad time to be fun, around. Man. It was fun, It was man. good, It was yeah. probably one of the happiest decades yeah. of my life. <laughs> and, yeah, with fashion, Bring we had no idea what we're doing. But it's it's all come back. It's all come back now. Yeah. Even even um, oh. very colourful tracksuit pants have come back. I went to uh, Newtown yesterday, which for people who don't live in uh, New South Wales, mm. uh, the rest and of the world... And say like a lot. ...is, <laughs> is very uh, trendy now. Didn't used to be, like, but it is like now. Very hipster. Um, now the point I bring it up is because I, I was walking along, and you know, you guys know me a little bit. Jay knows me a lot, and you know, every so often the little things will start working me up inside until I have to say something. <laughs> and I was on the street, and there was yeah, one one straw too many. There was no no one broke it. It was just a build up, a build up, build up, and then all of a sudden, yeah, this person in bright tracksuit pants came past, and I'm just like, why can't they fucking get their own era? You know what I mean? They're going to look back in 50 years and go, oh, we were the the you know what, what are they going to call these ones? The re 80s, the, the teens or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, but you were just the like, 82s. Go, go through like the after war because war ran the, the basically it's like tens to twenties. So around there, then oh, you had then, then you had the 30s, which is you know that's fine. It's a but bit that's of depression. Come back into. And then you had the 40s, a bit more, bit more war, but there was a, you know, a, bit, a bit of dancing, you know, going yeah, on there. And you got a 50s, 60s, 70s, all equal. Out, and, yeah. And, yeah, but you could say have a 50s party, a 60s party, a yeah. 70s party, an 80s party, a 90s party, even a noughties party. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now we're in here. Flair, all you're doing jeans. is yeah. going back and taking what we did really yeah, well and you're party. trying to take it back. It's the rehash. Hey, what do you mean yeah. you're? Yes. Hang on a minute. It's you're. the prequel <laughs> sequel that we all pointed and said you're. Hang on. Hang on. No one in this room. So, so where are we at is the best of. 
CD that yeah. some people like and some people don't like. We're at the compilation yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. If this was the best of, where are my Kappa jeans? The ones that are like, they yeah. call shit catchers uh, <laughs> because they're so thick. So I'm missing those from the 90s. I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> Just the brand of jeans band. Basically about three sizes, like width of your ones. So oh, we're, wow. in a, we're in Extra a compilation dense. CD that includes ABBA, cool. yep. Phil Collins, Guns N' Roses <laughs> and... Uh, who else? One more. Never going to give Vinnie. you up. Yeah. <laughs> Millie. Millie Prince, Prince. Prince. Prince and um, Michael Jackson, that's, their style of music has really, particularly in guys like Bruno Mars, has been really oh, resurgent. Yeah, yeah. Resurrected. Uh, I mean, in one of the Bruno Mars songs, you, know, you can think of, I don't know the names, but uh, it popped on for a second on the radio and I just automatically thought that they were doing just a flashback to mm. the early 90s. Yeah, even their yeah. film, even the music videos, they're all like very like, Sound stage is all set up to look yeah. like an alley, and yeah. you know yeah, it's like yeah. got, and the smoke machine coming yeah, out yeah, of the floor yeah. and stuff. But like, so you, usually I would hate that, but Bruno Mars is so good mm, that yeah, I was just all on board. Like, like, he's, he's, he's such a great dancer. Like I'm a I'm a hopeless dancer, but Bruno Mars, yeah. he was born to dance. Like yeah, he yeah. moves, and it's like it, he's not even thinking about it. He's just doing it. Just doing I it, wish yeah. I could do like a, a sprinkling of that. <laughs> With my help, you could be the best. <laughs> uh, so then we move on to uh, the Joker origin movie, uh, yep. Todd Phillips. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, after that, the next one in their slate is Cyborg 2020. Yeah. Oh, it's my, back, is it? Because I heard that that was... Killing. Yeah, I thought Okay, they, uh, yep, cool. Well, yeah. This is what I've Which got. Which is funny because so, yeah. my kids, uh, they, they were talking... I was showing you some trailers the other day. Yeah. And... They said to me, oh, the Cyborg's coming out too. Like this, right? Yeah, okay. They just saw it somewhere or whatnot. And this <laughs> is there. But the thing is, they were excited that Cyborg was coming mm. out. Whereas uh, like, it good. bores the oh, yeah. out of me. I've got Iron Man. I've got enough. I'm really different. I know there's like t- total well, differences. Well, this surprises me that it was in their slate. But you're here to say maybe it has been released. I, I yeah. think as far there's... as my current DC Warner Brothers knowledge goes, it's been canned. Okay. I feel yeah. like there's some characters that... Um, maybe don't need their own standalone. Yeah. Yeah, we've got Iron Man. So I think for Cyborg, <laughs> if, they did, if they did Teen Titans or Young Justice as a, as a film... Then bring him in. Then bring him in. As, he could be their, you know, their leader mentor. kind of thing. Or yeah. mentor, yeah. yeah. That would be cool to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about Green Lantern Corps? Oh, that, that's, that's definitely on the card. God, yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that, that's a... 100% going ahead at this stage and that's where Jeff Johns stood down as DC head yep. and has moved straight into writing that. Okay. So he's he's doing that. Didn't Jeff co-write the last Green Lantern film? Uh, no, I think he served as his executive producer but not oh, okay, didn't yeah. write it. Um, um, so yeah. I love Jeff Johns stuff um, in comic books particularly. Um, yeah. He did one of my oh he co-wrote one of my favorite Batman um, graphics, which is uh, Earth One Volume One and Two, mm, which is a really cool, it. cool take on a modern Batman. Um, yeah, very cool. Mm. Um, just because we have some DC massive fans in the room, I just wanted to um, yell out some of the properties they could look at. Yep. Either say yes, love it, or don't, don't. They shouldn't touch that. Or yes, it's been greenlit. I'm not touching it though. Yeah. Greenlit, or no, it hasn't. You know, because I'm not too sure, right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's Flashpoint. With yes. uh, the Flash, yes. that's pretty it. much been... Do it, absolutely yeah, do it. Do We're it. good. And if you want to use that as a way to reset the current DCU, that's cool as That's well. the only way they can, really. Yeah. Like, to, to make it make sense in the story, that's um, the only way they can And to it. know what we're talking about for the listeners out there, uh, if there's one comic book you should read, is definitely Flashpoint. Yeah. It's fantastic. So. Or if you don't want to read the comic, there's always the animated film version, which is also very good. Quite good, yeah. 
What are your thoughts on Justice League Dark? Yes, oh, I 100% want that. Constantine. Swamp Thing, Santana, all those characters. I love them, love them, love them. I really want to see so that. So what would this kind of be like in its tone? Like, is there something it would be would... like uh, would... Tim Burton makes... Um, Pan's Labyrinth. Meets Guardians oh. of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. All over the shop, which Yeah, is actually, great. that's better. That's about... Guimero del Toro does Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I would 100% love to see that. I love those characters. But it's not space Colin... hopping, though, is it? It's, it's no, it's no. supernatural. Supernatural. Supernatural um, see, magic mystery. We sort of touched of on this before. A lot of those supernatural properties have really been sort of sullied now for yeah. um, for cinema goers. Um, so I think people have a heart, the the vampire phase kind of wore everybody out. I think on the supernatural front. So um, <laughs> J, J horror, Japanese horror, <laughs> but and all I, the remakes of that. And the, I would uh, treat it like uh, Christopher yeah. Nolan's The Prestige, like set in that kind yeah, of era. Yeah, mm. right. um, um, what about that? Uh, what was that one with Sean Connery? It was a flop, but it was um. Oh, League of Extraordinary League of Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Kind of not in that, not that movie, but yeah. that kind of. It's not quite that. I get what you mean, but okay. it, yeah, it's not quite. Yeah, there. not quite. Um, there. Yeah. See, they were more classic horror characters like um, like Frank the Invisible Stein Man and, and, all that kind of stuff, um, yeah. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Uh, kind of like what they tried to do with the Mummy. Uh, right. Franchise. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on from that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what about what about uh, do you know like New Gods and Lobo and and that Lobo? Part? Yes, I do. New Gods, not so. But much. I don't think they could do Lobo now because What's about Lobo? Jason yeah. Momoa is playing Aquaman, <laughs> so they've got no one to play Lobo now. Uh, <laughs> or Lobo's Polynesian it's... god or something. Well, no, he's just a badass dude that likes leather and rides a. Motorcycle, like it's Jason Momoa. If you look at photos, if you've got the real life Jason Momoa made a movie out of him, you got Lobo. (laughs) Damn it, is that a character name? Yeah, Lobo. Oh, wow, in space, though. You kick ass biker in space, basically. Oh, (laughs) he once fought the mask. Go figure. So, we kind of like Gotham City Sirens, um, a little bit more over Birds of Prey, although we don't know where that's going yet. Mm. But what's the difference between Gotham City Sirens and Birds of Prey from what you know? So, Sirens is more the actual sort of those antagonists, antiheroes. Antiheroes. So, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Are they running amok or are they on a mission to kind of save like Suicide Squad? I would Uh, hope they're running amok. A little bit like Deadpool in a sense that they just do their own thing. (laughs) They make up their own judgment. But see, that would be a perfect opportunity for them to bring Batman. Say they did Gotham City Sirens. It would be the perfect opportunity to have Batman feature kind of the way he did in Suicide Squad where he's just this kind of entity that falls into the, yeah. the scenes and yeah, they have yeah. to kind of deal with him and keep going. Keep going, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What do we think of, uh, I'll just say two things here, Batgirl and Nightwing. Where, where, where are we at with those? Are they are they strong enough to have their standalones? I, I really hope we get a I think good so. Nightwing movie yeah. and there's uh, rumours going around at the moment that um, oh, the actor, what's his name? Um, Charlie Cox. No, no, there was an actor that was on the Warner Brothers like the other day and he was, tweet, like, he was Instagramming that he was going Isaac? in for a... A fitting, and everyone's speculating that he's going in for Nightwing for the Batman. Joseph um, Gordon-Levitt's. Oh, yeah. oh, I can't remember his name. Who played ba- Who played Robin in Batman and Robin? What was his name? <laughs> Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> was he seen on set? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mentioned Batman I and Robin for the first was... time on the podcast. Oh, have oh. you mentioned it? We're going to pretend that you didn't. <laughs> 
I'll scrap it out of my top five. Yeah. <laughs> 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 now, speaking of which, I want to jump straight into after Karen does his little research. No, nah, I'm not going to find it. You're but, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll go back to you on that. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll go straight into uh, my top five. You can't say anything. About the top five. Do you know why? Why? Because it's my top five. I know it is. <laughs> and today, we're actually going to do a couple of quick categories here. We're going to do all things DC, but the first category we're going to look at is my top five Joker portrayals. You know, we can do Ooh. animation or feature film live action. Nice. So there's only... How many more, How many Jokers have played... Sorry, how many people have played the Joker in, in past? You, I couldn't tell you the full count. count. Like every kind of iteration, including animated and video game, I think they said something like around about like 20. Oh, okay, 20. Yeah. Right, I would have thought okay. it would be more than that. But yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot to pick from. Yeah. But there's yeah. a few variant Jokers in animated features as well. Yeah. Um, some of them are on my list. Yeah, yeah cool, so. cool. That's good. Well, look, I've only, I only know of five, so I have five, right? Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, lucky, um, lucky it's my top five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my top six and you'd be stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's start with uh, let's start with Bo at number five. Mm. Who you got and why? Uh, okay. Um, I've got Michael Emerson. Okay. Who was the voice of um, the Joker in The Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and 2. Now, yes. uh, Michael Emerson, he's uh, – are you familiar with Person of Interest? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's the brains in yeah, right. Person of Interest. Um, oh. Oh, yeah. man. I keep telling this guy to, to watch that show because it, it encapsulates how I feel the world is going. <laughs> We're not going to go on the person of interest, stay on topic, but that's where I'm saying watch person of interest. It's exactly what's happening in China right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, anyway, so um, yeah, Michael Emerson, what I, what I really loved about his portrayal in, in this particular film is that he didn't sort of go for a Mark Hamill style or he didn't go for... Um, a Heath style. He just kind of did his own thing and it's really creepy. It's really creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause the idea of the Joker in that particular film is that he's been in like a vegetative state for like yeah, 10 years right. uh, plus. <laughs> and he, he comes back to consciousness when Batman starts becoming active again, another argument yes. for why you cannot have one without the other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the first thing he says is darling, when he wakes up. So it's like, this is really yeah. like, and there's all these sexual innuendos yeah. and, and it's, it's really bizarre, but it's, it works on that psychotic, creepy level. level. If you can do the voice, happy for you to do it. His ones, uh, it's kind of Mark Hamill's my man for yeah. Yeah. Joker voices, but um, his voice is, um, uh, for example, somebody offers him, um, they, they said, do you need some lipstick? And he's like, no, thanks, handsome. I bought my own. And he kind of, like, he's got this really, like, yeah. It sounded camp. like the guy from Person of Interest. I got yeah, it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Karen, of you, man, number five. Uh, so I went uh, Batman 66, so uh, Cesar yep. Romero. A um, couple of reasons. One, actually, I, I only sort of, when I was researching um, my list of Jokers last night, that apparently the writers of that TV series actually didn't like the Joker. And so he didn't get a lot of screen time or he was always 
didn't like him as a person as an uh, or a character, as a character the way he was portrayed yeah because it was what too over the top perhaps um, they preferred the penguin and the riddler yeah, so well. those two characters actually got more screen time than than the joker did uh, the reason a couple of reasons why I chose him one that he didn't want to give up his mustache <laughs> <laughs> See, I yeah. hate that though. I hate that. Um, I forgot about that. But oh, didn't I, just, I just chose it because of the whole mustache and, and DC. <laughs> anyway. They have a long history of people not wanting to give up their mustaches. <laughs> uh, but I, I just liked it because it was it was really off cuff. So mm. that's okay. what I liked about it. And it was the kind of like the birth of the, the character on screen, on screen as, yeah. as, we, yeah. as we know it. So, yeah. Yeah. Sean, I, I have that in honourables. Cool. Yeah, because because of the whole birth of mm. on screen, uh, I feel kind of nervous, you know, going through my top five in front of these two guys. Uh, I have Cameron Monaghan. Uh, if you've seen Gotham, the TV series, I'm a big fan of that show. And whilst he hasn't come out well into the series I've seen, which is series I've seen all through up to three. I know there's four out there's now. There's a lot more in four apparently. Yeah, mm. and and uh, but you can see the build up uh, of it and. Mm. Yeah, I just really, I really like it. It's understated and uh, yeah, I, I like, like the whole series. I, well. I will agree with you and disagree with you. Yeah. And the disagree part of me is just because I absolutely hate Gotham oh, as a TV right. yeah, series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, purely based on principle that those characters for me still, I can't get past the fact that most of them exist without Batman. Without yeah, that, that's my Bruce problem Wayne's with Gotham. there and he's young and things like he's that. He's young, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, I think he's portrayal of not the Joker but it is the Joker yeah. is fantastic yeah so yeah it's cool. I would have put uh, Cameron Monaghan in my top five but I haven't seen enough of Gotham to, to claim favourites yeah um, right. mostly because again I, I had just had a hard time with the idea of a, a Batman show that doesn't have Batman and yeah. you've got all these villains that you know Batman's kind of in a lot of ways he's a catalyst for the yeah. emergence of these villains. And mm. these guys are existing 20 years before he's active in Gotham. Uh, well, a perfect yeah. example yeah. on the way over, we said that uh, the line from Gary Oldman in The End of Batman Begins where he goes, escalation, you know, you've done this and now this guy's popped up. And mm. that's when yeah. he brings out the Joker card. Yeah. Well, in, in Gotham, a lot of the uh, bad guys still aren't the bad guys yet. Yeah, right. Catwoman, okay. things like that. I mean, they're all basically the same Catwoman's age. more like as... an anti-hero. But, but but I'm just saying all those people that are around like in like Harvey where Dent you're talking about yeah they they they're kind of as they should be okay so um, in a, a even though he's not affecting them in terms of being like Batman and now you're the Joker because of my Batman he's still affecting them in Bruce Wayne sense mm. because he has all this money he still has influence he's a kid that has childish emotions that sometimes run out and uh, the Batman part of it is the formation of how. Whatever the guy plays Alfred in it, this English player, I really like him. Do you know, uh, he's the son of one of the doctors. Oh, um, really? The third doctor, John uh, Pertwee. Yeah, John Pertwee. Oh, right. Yeah, amazing. I don't, he's I don't good. know. I about like the doctors. Yeah, he's but, really good. but all of, so all of it just makes sense to me, uh, and I accept that um, that yeah, sure. Later on, when he becomes Batman, then sh- that's when the Joker will probably actually become the, the Joker. Joker. Yeah, okay. Well, um, yeah. But see, what I have a problem with, it's kind of like. And this is going to sound really rude, but um, <laughs> it's like watching like Agents of Shield. I don't have as a somebody as an audience member. Yes, and I hundred percent appreciate all the work that goes into creating these shows, the actors and the performances that they do, and all the people that work on it. I hundred and ten percent appreciate that. But from a point of view of an audience member, they just it doesn't interest me to to watch them. If I wanted to watch the Avengers, I'd watch the Avengers. Yeah. 
No, I, I get so what you're saying. Gotham kind of just doesn't. Like, there's elements of it that really intrigue me, yeah, yeah. but then I just can't get on board with it because the my love for Batman is like, but I want to watch Batman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and like you know, because I'm not so I guess attached to one particular character in all the the series, mm. it makes it easier for me to to sit through that. Um, but I also don't like watching some of the CW shows. Yeah, um, yeah. I have a hard time yeah. with like, some of those. I, like I loved Arrow the first few seasons. Mm. Uh, well, two seasons I would say I was, I was really into and then yeah. I've fallen off. It just became a have bit... Have you seen the promos for season seven? No. It really looks like it's taken it back to basics. Oh, good. See, like there's a so shot no, of him. It's no longer Young and the Restless 2.0. Uh, <laughs> because obviously the first two seasons about how like he would he would prefer to kill someone than mm. like you know be justice or whatever. And as soon as it becomes a bit more, oh, I'll just you know. Save. I think they focus so, oh. too much on the romance in Arrow as well, like yeah. the whole um, Felicity's and and uh, Oliver Queen relationship became one of those things where fans are like, oh, we love this so much, and then the writers like, the fans love this, let's do more of this, and that's really cool that they're considering Wait, the what? fans so, hang on they listen to the fans <laughs> that's cool but you got to remember you've still got to be true to your characters as well so jay what about you yeah so my top five number five is a bit token with mark hamill now my story here is i actually didn't realize that mark hamill was a voice of the joker until i met Bo. And Bo introduced me to uh, Mark Hamill as the Joker. Yeah, right. And the first time I actually heard him was when you and I played um, Arkham Asylum, mm. right? Um, and yeah, it was amazing. I'm sorry, did you say Mark Hamill's your number five? Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Well, no, only because only because <laughs> I don't like I, all I've got is all I've got to back that up is Arkham, Arkham Asylum okay. and Killing Joke. That, that, that's it, right? So. Okay. I don't have a lot of more reference than that, but I do really appreciate what he's done. Cool. And it's, he's amazing, right? Mm. Yeah. So I'm sure he'll be further on in our lists elsewhere, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So number four, we're over to Bo. Uh, number four, uh, I had Leto, Jared Leto. That's my number four. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think the guy's a phenomenal actor. And like we've said before, Agreed. I think he got a real bum steer in terms mm. of yeah. the final product of that film. And I think if he had more time and if he'd been, if he'd been, the main antagonist of that film, yeah. mm -hmm. then I think we would have seen he something to really be awesome. The bad guy. Yeah, mm -hmm. 100%. It would have been Revelation. But anyway, uh, but hopefully we'll get to see that in a Joker origin film. Like or... I said, he's captivating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, number four for Karen. Uh, so my number four is Mark Hamill, the Arkham game series. Okay. Um, just wanted to really clarify the Arkham game oh, series. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, I just love that voice. Really, really love that. Uh, yeah. But I guess for me as a director, I love watching the behind the scenes and mm. seeing Mark contort himself in yeah. the way he strains the, the voice through to the mic. While recording. Yeah, 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 it's fantastic to watch. He yeah. doesn't sit. No. He stands and he does all the physicality that goes with the character is so cool yeah I fantastic. felt the same with James Earl Jones in The Lion King <laughs> <laughs> that was good that was funny uh, so Sean number four uh, so I haven't actually seen this particular Joker in anything except when I found out that he played a Joker I went mm. online and just started looking at clips and, and behind the scenes things like that uh, so I have Mark Hamill 
Yep. Uh, right. In there yeah. because oh, you haven't played the games or Arkham games. Well, or? no, I did, but I, I probably I, I, at the time I didn't realise yeah. that it was him. Um, but then I went back and as I said, listened and looked at and all that sort of stuff, and uh, I just really appreciated. Like you said, what he can do with his voice to yeah. to get that character across. Yeah, it's really um, cool. So, my number four was uh, Cesar Romero as well. Um, yeah, look, I kind of grew up on 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 that. Not yeah. not literally, yeah. but I was watching reruns. Don't you be a smart ass, Look at him. He's about to pounce. He's older than me, so. <laughs> No, I was watching reruns of the reruns, yeah, but rerun, it was sure. before sure, Tim sure, Burton's sure. Batman, right? <laughs> a lot older. Than yeah, me. yeah. And, you know, I actually kind of really liked the Batman TV series of the, was it 50s? Yeah. yeah. Originally? Uh, 60s. 60s, yeah. yeah. Um, it's so camp. It's so funny. Like, yeah. if you watch it for what it is, like, if you don't go in yeah. there expecting to see Christopher Nolan's <laughs> <Yeah>. Batman <laughs> and just appreciate it for the comedy that it is, yeah. it's so funny. There's there's one great meme that's been going around lately that's um, a quote, like a, a scene from the, the show, and it's um, Joker on the phone to Batman. He's like, Batman, if you were here right now, I'd pound you to pulp. And then Batman bursts through the door behind him and he's still got the phone up to his ear. <laughs> and he goes, um, I'm here, Joker. Start pounding. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's hilarious. It's so funny. Isn't that the triple X version? No. <laughs> Cockman and Throbin. Um, what's, um, what's the Batman's name again? What's he? Uh, Adam West. Adam, Adam West, West. Again. Yeah. And obviously he, he, he died a year or so ago. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, even in later life, I listened to a couple of podcasts and one of those uh, guys in a podcast, uh, Ralph Garman, is, is a huge collector of uh, Batman memorabilia and also became basically best mates with Adam West, so wow. much so that he was one of the people um, that got him his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Right. Wow. He still hadn't have a star until like three years ago, four years ago. Wow. So uh, he was one of the big campaigners for it and all that sort of stuff. So through that, Adam West came onto his show a little bit and you know talked a lot about it. And, you know, and he, he's, he was saying that they knew they were making a comedy, a funny thing, but people that were watching it at the time were taking it too seriously. Yeah, right. And, uh, and that it wasn't until later on in life that people started to get more the humour. Like, it was popular when it came out. But, like, but it was more popular now. Yeah. How, could you, how could you not know that it was a comedy? Everything in the Batcave is, is labelled Bat, this, that, <laughs> that. Like, it's, it's not... But I don't think Batman seriously goes around with his bat labeling gun, labeling everything with bat. <laughs> but no one knew what Batman really was like on such a big scale, so maybe he wasn't. And that, that guy. was the time of serial TV. Mm. You know, yeah. like Do you reckon that Adam West Batman was kind of channeling a bit of Captain Kirk as well, just oh, in the hell way yeah. he delivered? Oh, absolutely. You know? <laughs> Well, right. but they made a they made an uh, an animated version of the '66 Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders or whatever, uh, and Jeff Bergman does uh, the voice of Cesar Romero's Joker, and right. it's almost identical. He does no a way. really really good job of of portraying. I've seen them when they meet Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, that was awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, Bo. Number three, Jack. Jack. Mm. Nicholson. Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> Jack, yeah, Jack. I grew up on Jack. Um, yeah. He's, yeah. yeah, he's one of my favourites. Um, I always felt that there was something kind of missing from that vision, though, of the Joker. Was, in my opinion, because I often think about this, because it was amazing, right? Yeah. But do you think he was maybe too polished? Is that a... I don't know no, whether that's I think a... it, I think it was because Jack kind of... He looked a bit too old. 
Uh, even as a young man, Jack Nicholson looked like an older man. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. He was so, born with receding like, hair. I just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Which is possible. Yeah. I, just, I just kind of... It wasn't even the hair. It was just he kind of just... And I think also my grandpa is a lot like Jack Nicholson. So I think I associated that <laughs> yeah, Joker yeah. with my grandpa. Yeah, yeah. So um, It's kind of like Adam Sandler getting the, him to play another character. You'll still see Adam Sandler in it because that's who he is. And Jack... Oh, he, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think his Joker was very Joker. Um, like there was obviously a lot of Jack in yeah. it, but but it was still like his laugh is still top three Joker laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's Joel number three. <laughs> number three, Karen. Uh, Jack as well. Jack. Yeah, and so um, just continuing on with that. So the one thing I did like, uh, and I only sort of discovered recently. So they did five uh, face molds of Jack Nicholson. Both just relaxed, and then they asked him to do the most contorted grin he could possibly do. Uh, and then the, the makeup artist went to work and started doing all the sculpture to actually get the prosthetics on. And Jack was the whole time asking for elongated jaw, like he right. wanted to go full traditional yep. Joker. Uh, and then um, he sat down with Tim, and they looked at all of the faces, and they sort of went to the point where um, if they went any further, they would lose Jack Nicholson. And that's where they decided oh, to so stop. Oh, so Warner Brothers would have been like, but this is why we hired you. <laughs> yeah. So th- I thought that was interesting. But um, I guess the thing that I, I grew up with on Jack Nicholson's Joker as well, and I think the thing that I just love about Jack is that he is just so present. Oh, yeah. That's mm. a good way to say it. When he's on screen, he it's owns. It's all about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know. Because I think he was like on screen in this film for 12 minutes, whatever the number was, maybe it's 20. Yeah. And he was like the highest paid actor per minute he, at that time that Batman. Yeah. He was and the he most got Oscar nomination. actor at that time. Yeah, he got yeah, Oscar yeah. nomination out of that as well, wasn't it? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know Oscar nomination. I don't know sure comic that, book movies. I, I think it was. I think he got a nom. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> number three, Sean. Uh, number three, I have Jared Leto. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have nothing more to say. And I just think that uh, he deserves a bit more time on screen. And uh, if they had based uh, that film with him as the as the, as the, 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 yeah, the main protagonist, yeah. yeah. yeah, it would have been a lot better because um, seeing that um, beam going into the sky with some person on meth dancing. Yeah. That's oh, what, don't, don't start me on that. That's what yeah. that's what took took me out of that movie. Otherwise, yeah. that first half of Suicide Squad, I was like, man, I love learning about these guys, and it's a funny thing. And can, ha, you, ha, ha. can you imagine the um the conflict that they would have had if Joker was the bad guy and he's and like, he's hey, puppeteering Harley, the whole thing. Harley, pick between me and them. Can you imagine the conflict there? Yeah. That, oh yeah, ten thousand times more interesting than <laughs> couldn't you save my pudding? Like, yeah, and she kills one of them off. You know, that'd be fun. To, to choose, well, you know. And, and even like um, Killer Croc, right? He had a whole backstory in that. You know how he said that thing, oh, I'm beautiful or whatever. Yeah. Like the, there was a whole thing about him having his own perception of beauty and like that they completely cut out of the film. Yeah, right. Mm. So but yeah, there could have been a, lo- a lot more to it. That uh, Anyway, so because of that, Jared Leto, even though he'll probably never play the Joker again. Um, uh, I reckon he will. Oh, man, I, I yeah. hope so. But But if he doesn't, It'll always be in my top five just because what could have been. Yeah. If they really want to fix the whole damage thing, I thought a, a great way of being... <laughs> just rub it out. <laughs> what, no, they could just have him fall into the vat again and just watch it all fade off him. Yeah, that'd be great. How that's, sick would that look? Know, Infinity Wars is about to bring back about bloody, you know, 15 <laughs> characters <Spoilers>. from... <laughs> from, <laughs> from no, the, everyone actually died, from right? death. 
Yeah, and they, what, they're going to stress about getting a tattoo off someone's face. Yeah. <laughs> so looking at Jack Nicholson in Batman, he was nominated and won a Golden Globe, nominated and won a BAFTA. There nice. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Um, but wasn't nominated for Academy Award. Okay. Yeah, cool. they were pretty sticky okay. about yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Like, yeah. Very against trend. About, um, Jack being present, there's some of those moments where he's, he's close up and he, you just... He's there, like yeah. in the in the eyes. There's it's a hundred percent fire. It's yeah. So so cool. It's very not rare, but it's it's not often that you see that in a performance where there's there's so much like. As I said, in it, it's his presence. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Definitely. when they do those close-ups, they just extended the line for the close-up. Just wait. Just, just no. It was like this. Ah. <laughs> extend the line Jack give it an extra five centimetres <laughs> gosh alright uh, my number three is Jared Leto also uh, what I loved about this was um, if I thought of what Joker could be like in 2015 16 <laughs> this is a good representation of what I thought it could be like yeah it's a good way of looking yeah, at and, it and so I really liked it for that I, I love Jared Leto as an actor as well and I thought he gave it his best in the limited screen time that was eventually what we saw um, I think his aesthetic as well was really cool in the sense that when you uh, look at Batman vs Superman and you approach Gotham City Gotham City is basically bankrupt destitute economically just fucked uh Metropolis is where all the jobs are at. And Zack Snyder, I think, actually explained this. People catch a ferry across to Metropolis to work. So Gotham City is virtually like a whole, basically a whole ghetto yeah. almost. So and, um, New York yeah. and New Jersey. <laughs> and um, so... <laughs> Wyong Tugra. <laughs> he, um, it kind of makes sense for that kind of joker, that thug joker to, to emerge yeah, from those yeah. streets. Kind of yeah. that kind, like, Mexican underground look or something. Yeah, it's One of the first trailers they brought out uh, when on the Suicide Squad was sort of creeping through some, you know, anywhere, creeping through this mm. building. And then you hear the, ah, ah, mm. ah, you know, uh, in the mm. background. And then they all look scared. And mm. that's the, that's what you wanted out of that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is that, oh, fuck, the Joker's here. Like, yeah, because yeah. there's that great line. And uh, it's not in the movie. Yeah. That bit where they're creeping through and you hear that, ah, Yeah, it's ah, taken out. Yeah, it's it's not there. No, it's and there was that great line from um, uh, Captain Boomerang about... Um, Something about the crazies. Yeah, yeah. Harley's like, huh? And then you hear the... Yeah. 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 All right, down to the business end. Bo, number two. Heath. Heath. Heath Ledger. Mm. Iconic I'm sure he'll be right at the pointy end for most of us. (laughs) Um, I think it's hard to judge those films as the quintessential Batman films because they're fantastic, brilliantly made... Stories are wonderful, but they're a Batman that exists in the real world, and mm. therefore they're limited in what they can do with the characters. You know, Bane can't be some you know seven hits to eight a button foot, and turns into yeah a eight foot <laughs> yeah, monster. Yeah, yeah. Joker can't ha- you know be bleach white skin and naturally green hair from a dip in a chemical bath. It just doesn't make sense in that world. You, yeah. Same reason you can't have Superman exist in that world. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense for the, from a storytelling point of view. Yeah. So, um, but for that pocket universe, Heath was brilliant and yeah. he deserved the Oscar that he got. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, number two for you, Karen? Uh, Heath Ledger Heath as Ledger. Well. Um, yeah. You know, I, so Christopher Nolan set out to make the heat of 
comic book films. Yeah. Heat is one of my all-time favorite movies, yeah. Michael Mann. And, and he succeeded. And yeah, so it's it's a crime drama. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and then if anybody has had the chance to watch the I Am Heath Ledger documentary, yes, which is a little bit manipulated towards gearing Heath Ledger as a movie god, but when you watch the stuff about him finding the Joker and, and his friends talking about him finding the Joker, um, when his agent called him and said, oh, look, you know, Christopher Nolan is looking at doing a, a sequel to Batman Begins and the main villain's going to be the Joker, he's first thing, like, just snaps straight back and goes, get me on a plane to meet Chris now. Yeah. Like, he knew straight away what he wanted to do with this character. Um, he lived and breathed it, really, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So, and, and him... You know, the, the little tidbits of information like the prosthetics on his lips used to lift so he'd lick it all the time and that became part of the character of him. Yeah. That See, I always licking. thought that was part of um, the scarring on the inside of his mouth, like scar tissue getting caught in his, yeah. in his um, teeth and stuff. Yeah, yeah well, he didn't want to have to go through the, to be, the yeah. procedure of having it reapplied over a couple of hours, so he'd just lick it all the time, his dialogue coach would say. And so that became part of the character. Yeah, like this uneasy feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Again, so, present. Uh, yeah, so for me, Heath Ledger just takes that whole film to another level. So, 100%. Yeah. I think people forget how awesome Christian Bale was as Batman because Heath was so good as the Joker. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> if you watch Batman yeah. Begins and The Dark Knight Rises, awesome. Christian Bale like is him. such yeah. a fantastic Batman. Yeah. 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 Sean, number two. Jack. Jack? Yeah. yeah. Because I grew up on 80s Batman. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, and yeah. for many years... You know, watch that over and over and over and over and over and over on my VHS. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Jack Nicholson was everything, you know, and uh, Prince obviously had made oh, the soundtrack, such a great soundtrack for that. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you go back and look at the Bat Dance song that he brought out, <laughs> the, the actual Bat Dance song that where he's he has, Joker but Two Face, which is well, yeah, but it's it's uh, <laughs> t- ten to twelve minutes long. <laughs> the is song it, is it watchable yeah. today? Well, I, I mean, I. Yeah, it's one of those things well, like, I can't see it any other way. Now, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you go watch, and uh, Vicky Vale comes into it. Yeah, that's right. Obviously, oh. so the song will Ken go Basinger. through go through moments. Like it's one song, but it sort of stops for a second, and then it comes back, and it becomes a bit more hip hopish. Then it goes yeah. back, and it's just Prince. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just crazy. It's it's exactly what the movie in the eighties was. Yep. Go back and look the print, uh, Prince uh, Bat Dance. Yeah. So I had Jack as number two as well, right? So picture mm. this: uh, I was uh, fifteen yeah, when this yeah. movie came out. I went and saw it in the George Street cinemas. Yeah. Because um, I don't think there was megaplexes out in the burbs back then, yeah. and this movie was like my number one film of all time immediately yeah. after watching it. Yes. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. the impact that this film had. Uh, Tim Burton's Batman and uh, yeah I just have such fond memories of it and we've obviously come a long way since then you know you watch it now you can take parts from it like Jack Nicholson and Michael Keaton's Batman and and he's you know the Tim Burton's directing and the score but there are elements there that you know are kind of maybe a little bit slow and you know pacing issues but that's only you know that's the age of the film not the it's not the um, uh, the uh, fault of the filmmaking no, process or anything no, like that. It's, not it's at all. just the A. It's yeah, just how yeah. things have changed. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I, I love Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Probably not his best role for me. I think something like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest mm. or The Shining oh, yeah, yeah. Um, would be or definitely my favourites of his, but uh, probably in his top three or four performances, definitely. All right, here it is, number one Joker <laughs> of all time, Bo Baker. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Yeah. For me, the reason it's Mark Hamill 
is because I've played the video games, I've watched the animated series, I've watched the animated films, I've watched him in behind-the-scenes stuff. When I read a comic book and I see the Joker and I read his lines, I hear Mark Hamill. Yeah, wow. That's, so, a big, that's a big statement. It's a good way to look at it. Yeah. That's, for yeah. me, that's the quintessential Joker. Yeah, and that's 100%. the reason when we did Red Queen mm. that I took on that voice because, for me, that's what he sounds Joker. like. Yeah. Yeah, and it's obviously the most influential, clearly, because that, that's what you hear. Mm. Can we have a little bit of Mark Hamill, or <clears throat> is that we haven't geared you up for this? But while we have you here, <laughs> oh my dear, delusional Dark Knight, we haven't even begun. No, nice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to cut all of our um, impressions together. Yeah. 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 Normally, thing. normally if uh, Liam Liam's on Liam White, we, he does a Wookiee impression. <laughs> I normally follow that, but I'm not following. That. No, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> no. You can have it; it's all yours, buddy. It's yours, yeah. Okay, Karen, number one. Uh, so, uh, in my number four, I mentioned Mark Hamill, the Arkham game series. So, number uh, one, uh, Mark Hamill animated series. Nice. I was wondering where you were. I see go what you that. did there. Yeah. So, and and that's another credit to Mark Hamill because I do view them as two separate So he jokers. goes to another level? Yeah, perhaps, it's just... Uh, that's where, you know, Harley was born because mm. just the Joker in that animated series was so good and so maniacal and just an absolute rollercoaster of a character and it excites me as a filmmaker. Um, is a character could be that much fun. Um, so they gave him Harley um, in, in the animated series and that's where she was born from. But I guess just... Mark has had a very long history after Star Wars with uh, cartoons and he's produced a lot. Uh, and if you go and look at his, his repertoire, he's done a lot of voiceover work. Yeah. But the Joker is just so synonymous with his voice. Yeah. Uh, like Bo said, when I read a comic book too, I read it as Mark's voice. Yeah, yeah. wow. Okay. So. If, you don't, if you're not in the practice of doing that normally, go and read The Killing Joke and read it as Mark Hamill. I know you can do that with the, the film. Yeah. But... Read the Killing Joke or the Dark Knight Returns or something like a classic Batman Joker story, and it's just magic. Like it's just magic. It's just yeah. the Joker. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sean, number one. Uh, well, I like to support my Aussie brethren, and I don't like to soil the legacy of people that have passed away. So uh, Heath Ledger. For <laughs> 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 that reason, what? <laughs> Heath Ledger is the greatest Joker of all time. <laughs> There ain't never going to be no better Joker. <laughs> yep. That's Sean and that's me as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, because uh, there probably ain't going to be no better Joker. <laughs> uh, no, no, but, but, but in all seriousness... But you're open to it. <laughs> well, you know what? In all seriousness, forget the the actual character and where it came from and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Just the, the acting turn that he put in. Absolutely. Mm. Even yeah. if he didn't pass away, just at the time when you were in the cinema for the first time watching him walk away from that um, hospital building that's about to blow up. Yeah. And then he turns and looks at it. <laughs> and he keeps walking, you know. And, and that it, was him reacting to a fault. So yeah, the lie. explosion didn't work. But he yeah. was still in character. He was still in character. But it, the and, whole and that's time. why I like that thing, is because that's him. Yeah. He, he, he wasn't an actor, man. He was that character. That character. You know? and for that and, period and of time. And uh, yeah. the producers would say that. Everybody on set would huddle around the monitor when Heath came in because yeah. they just knew something magic was going to happen. Mm, that's so cool. When he was on screen, he 
demanded your attention basically he owned that screen you know yeah. and in in what was a master class of a film right yeah um it was just amazing and what like what you said Karen, it really elevated the material again you know when he was walking down through the streets of sydney with one of his best mates and his mate goes oh so like like the joker man like you're gonna be the joke like jack how how are you gonna how do you even do that and he just goes like doesn't even say anything other and it just goes do you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> My dad was a drinker and a fiend. And yeah. his mate just goes, Dude! and punches him in the chest and he's just we jumping are, up and down. And he just goes, don't tell anybody. Uh, <laughs> and so it just knew straight away. Like, I just love the, the, the backstory of the character in this particular iteration was um, that pure anarchy. Mm. Like, yes. He, he had no real reason. Yeah, his reason was Batman, you know, which I know is rich in the comics. But, but I, I like that he grew to that. He started by just wanting to mess shit up. Yeah. And yeah. then it was like, oh, hang on. Here's a, here's a kindred that. spirit. I kill you. Somebody, somebody you like me. You complete me. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, there you yeah, go. My go. top five, the Jokers. And, uh, so honorable mention. Yes. Uh, sorry. Just, sorry, real quick. Uh, for me, John DiMaggio from oh, Under I was the Red He Hood. was in mine as well. Uh, so, um, that's the, the moment where, or there's a moment in that film where, um, the Joker kills Robin, um, and John's performance in that is just amazing. Tell the big man, I said, hello. (laughs) (laughs) So in interest of time, I think we might just move straight to, uh, the top five DC moments in, in film history. So the reason for this... We just run through five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, I'll, DC I'll films. Run real quick. Okay, all right. Well, hang on. Before we go quick. there, <laughs> actually, one thing I did forget is around the table, number one, uh, Batman. Go. Wait, can we all do this at the same time? Ooh, okay, hey, let me think uh, about it. Uh, and then we'll clarify uh, afterwards. All right. Three, two, one. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> what did you say? Ben Affleck. Oh, you all yes. said Ben Affleck. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, yeah. I don't have a favourite. I right. like them all. Yeah, look, oh, that's cool. That's I cool. love Ben Affleck's turn on it. I really do. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think he is so far the most accurate depiction of a comic book Batman. Yeah, yeah, agree. And I love this is uh, somebody that's loved Christian Bale since like I, I remember seeing two thousand what was it two thousand five two thousand six that the Batman Begins came out and I was just like. Yeah. Obsessed. I could not believe that we finally got this Batman film. Yeah, yeah. but that was an actor playing uh, Batman. You know, a real mm. actor's actor. Yeah. You know? yeah. So he, but he also had the environment in which he could do that. You know, yeah. poor old Batfleck is fucking chucked in Justice League. And, you know, yeah. To, yeah. Well, but we still. I think him. I'm bleeding. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't, Joss. Well, don't, don't, don't like. How do you go from um, you were never a god, you were never even a man to something's bleeding. <laughs> Yeah, or anyway. uh, like whenever, because you know my kids go to school, and whenever I hear someone oh. like, "Oh, who, who's that?" You know, and they, "Oh, that's Martha." I'm like, "Fuck her." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know who she is. Right. But Why did you say that? Name? <laughs> <laughs> let's okay, move, can, let's move on I, I'd like to talk just quickly about the Martha scene uh, um, because <laughs> that could be my top five. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't, we can't do it right now. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you it's not, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna do the we're gonna do the top five DC films, and we're gonna stick to yeah. yeah. Um, So, uh, Sean, to lead us off, you go five, four, three, two, one. Cool. DC films, uh, which obviously can go over all of their um, sub comics and all that stuff. Yeah, so I can go. I can just do my five to one. Yeah, five to one. Good. Uh, Number five, I have Red. 
at number four, I have Watchmen. At yeah. number three, I have Batman Forever. Uh, oh. Number two, I have The Dark Knight. And at number one, because it's just, it just epitomizes comic book movies and my childhood and everything. Batman is... and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Fizz, um, is uh, is Superman? Yeah, oh, cool. okay, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I can't. I mean, that's yeah. that's just classic. How can you compete with Adam and Evil? Cool <laughs> <laughs> it. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Uh, oh, oh, that's just a fact. That's not even funny. You know. Like, <laughs> okay, that's a good top five. Is your top yeah. five? That's my good. top five. Yeah. Good, my top um, not sure um, about red at the top, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's because it personally gets me as a I like old people and old people. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and because you're still feeling guilty about your neighbour, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you remember it? Yeah. Uh, no, but about old about old people stories. Yeah. You know, they've lived a life, right? And so old people stories get me. And uh, and then when also it's I've always wanted to be. List. <laughs> I've always wanted to be an assassin. So mm. when you've got you've got old people who have lived a life who were assassins <laughs> with John Malkovich with gangles like actually number, just number quickly on, really quickly on that. So when I was in school, like primary school, uh, they did a thing where they, they took you to a careers expo, so you could sort yes. of make your mind up where you want to go in life at that age. Yeah. And I sat off to the side and didn't go visit any stalls. And the teacher came over to me and goes, "Oh, you know why why aren't you looking into what you want to do?" And I said, "There's no stalls for hitmen." <laughs> anyway. And then they sent you to the psych ward Yeah, right? that's it yeah. <laughs> So my top five um, Coming at number five was Wonder Woman yep. uh, Number four was V for Vendetta Yeah, oh, I love that, that film Number three, Watchmen Number two, Batman Mask of the Phantasm Which is an animated Ooh. film uh, And then number one, The Dark Knight Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I have um, two lists One is, a- <laughs> one is animated features um, See, it's not just me. Yeah. It's <laughs> Baker He's as doing well. his my top six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's got six in it. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to forego the animated features. We weren't going to you anyway. Oh, it was me, actually. Oh, sorry, I, no, no, I, I just assumed I was a guest. So, um, <laughs> Go for it. Uh, so live action. Um, I couldn't put them in like an order. So I don't want you to think that, like it's my favourite hands down in... Oh, no, no, or... we're holding you it's, to this. It's, yeah. five, it's this five is your one. top five. Yeah. It's my what? top five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, my number five <laughs> was... I have to reorganise them now. Um, <laughs> so, Batman Returns. I think that's because I hold a certain amount of nostalgia and another underrated performance. Tim Danny, Burton's? Yeah. yeah. Danny, do, there's only yeah. one Batman Returns, Jay. Right. <laughs> I thought there would be an animated... There's a Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> right. But that's what there's only one Batman Returns. Ask Danny Elfman, he'll take yeah, you. I was going to say, shut up, Danny Elfman. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Elfman means cool. Uh, okay, so Batman Returns. Uh, hot on the heels by Watchmen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and All then after that, Batman Begins. Yeah, you've got to watch the extended edition of Watchmen. You can't do the, the cinematic cut. Um, so, yeah, uh, Batman Begins. Yep, for love that film. Three. Number two, Batman vs Superman. Yeah, yeah, and number one, Dark Knight. Honorary mentions go to Wonder Woman and Man of Steel because they're fantastic. Yeah, honorary mentions. Thanks, definitely. Zach's right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Jason. Uh, was that your first list? And Patty Jenkins. He's, he's <laughs> only doing one list. Okay, yes. my top five is uh, number uh, number five is Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number four is Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. origin movie. 
Number three is Batman vs Superman. Yeah. I could actually swap these around three and two, and more I think about it, I probably should. Commit though. Okay. Number three is Wonder Woman. Yep. Because I think the more I watch BVS, the better it gets, kind of thing. So number two is Batman vs Superman, and number one is The Dark Knight. Yeah, nice. Uh, I love that three, and I don't know about you, Sean, but I love that about the three of us have all mentioned that, that the more we watch Batman vs. Yeah. Superman, the better Man that Man of Steel is the same. Man of Steel yeah. is the same. The probably not quite as... Oh, well, I always liked Man of Steel. And um, if you're playing at home, yeah. watch the ultimate cut. It's yeah, don't, amazing. Yeah. Don't watch anything else. It's like watching yeah. Lord of the Rings. Who watches the cinematic cuts of Lord of the Rings? Because well, I know when I watch it, I watch the extended editions and there's, not, there's nothing other well, than it's the... It's the difference between if you've got two and a half hours or three and a half hours... <laughs> I'm sorry, well, are you a Lord of the Rings fan or I, not? Uh, <laughs> I, it's a joke, I bro. Had it's a joke. To, <laughs> I saw, you want to fight it's about not it? a joke with him. I this saw guy. it at the cinema, so I had to watch the cinema cut. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, once you've seen the, the did, extended... Did you see them when they originally came out? Or? Yeah, the cinema, yeah. The yeah. only time you don't uh, need to watch the extended cut is Avatar. Uh, no, I didn't actually. It was 2000. Thank you very much. It was 2001. I was well into the pull-ups by then. Oh yeah. Um, so what what uh, honourable mentions gonna... do we have within um, within the, what, that hasn't been mentioned? Batman um, Forever is one of my favourites. Yeah, that yeah. was a huge. It's a Jim, look, it's a Jim Carrey thing for me. You know, your entrance was good. His was better. Oh, speaking of honourable, <laughs> speaking of honourables though, uh, I'd like to uh, for the jo- honourable Joker role. I'd like to nominate every villain that came in Joel Schumacher's Batman films because they're pretty much all some variation of the Joker or another. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're all they're all quite zany and like. I know. I noticed no no one mentioned Superman Returns. With yeah, Brian Singer with Brandon and Brandon Routh. Yeah. You know what? It's an enjoyable There's film. parts of that film I really, really like. I, like it's probably I, I the first half. I will go there and I say I kind of like Kevin Spacey's Lex. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. The first half of that film, the origin part, is really cool. The second half is a little bit... Yeah, the whole romance thing at the end and then Kevin, you know, the, Kevin Spacey was a good turn, but how what he was trying to do was a bit like, you know, um, create... Um, Didn't make sense and, for a smart man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How can I disrupt the world by destroying it? What about um, <laughs> Not profitable? Did you guys ever see uh, Viggo Mortensen's uh, History of Violence? Yes. That yes. was based on a comic as well. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. it's a great film. Oh, and V Vendetta is another one for me that I'd like to say I I forgot yeah. that it's yeah, it's so, so good. An amazing film. <laughs> yeah. Zach Galifianakis when he's speaking to uh, what's her face? What's her name in V Vendetta? Is Zach in there? No, no, but, Natalie what's, no, but what's her name? In, uh, oh, uh, Natalie Evie. Portman. Natalie Portman. So when he's doing Between Two Ferns, <laughs> and he's like, So um, <laughs> you shaved your head for V for Vendetta. Oh, Did you yes. also shave your V for Vagina? <laughs> 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 Sorry, it was, a funny, ferns, it was a funny joke. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, the only other one that I've got in honorables that no one's mentioned yet is uh, Tom Hanks in Road to Perdition. Have you guys? That is a DC. Yeah. Film. Mm. Have you guys what? seen that? Yeah, yeah I, I recently comic, yeah. watched oh, it again. Okay. Oh, you did? How does oh, yeah. it hold up? Oh, it's great. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Solid Paul crime, Newman, yeah, gangster. Paul Newman. Any other honourables that we haven't mentioned? We didn't mention Superman 2. Um, yeah. No, sorry. They're fine, <laughs> but I mean, not worth it. I think real... people, um, with respect to Christopher Reeves, I think people tend to um, hang up his Superman is like the quintessential Superman. And to a degree it is, but you're never going to be able to get anything decent moving forward if everyone's comparing it to the past. Yeah. So it's kind of like the Joker. You can't say, well, Heath did this, so it has to be... The Joker that, is now yeah. always going to yeah. be portrayed like this. No. 
So, I mean, if you look at today's world, like we said, having the universe and sort of how dark it is, mm. you, you couldn't have Christopher Weave Superman anymore. In, in the, yeah, because no, he, would, he would be pummeled. Well, yeah. there's, that somehow. Work, there's yeah. that great line in yeah. Batman vs. Superman um, uh, where uh, Perry White says, um, oh, what is it about? Um, it isn't. 1926 or, or, yeah, 1939. or 1936 yeah. um, you know <laughs> the American dream is dead basically yeah. Yeah, yeah. so th- yeah. there's a lot to it's, it was a film for its time and I just mm. really liked that because it was my time you know it was, oh, 100%. I was a 4 or 5 year old kid watching well, no one Superman mentioned on Superman 4 Request for Peace <laughs> didn't they write that out with Returns didn't yeah, Superman so. Returns take place after Superman 2? Yeah, I think so, kind of. All right, we're going to our last top five list, which the reason why I chose this as a, a, my top five is because some of the some of the DC movies are a little bit hit and miss that we've talked about today, yeah. but include some awesome scenes. Yes. You know, uh, mm. So I just wanted to pick out some of the, the great DC scenes, scenes that have influenced you or you've loved over the, over the years. So yeah. um, with this, uh, in, in interest of time, because <laughs> we have been caught up a little bit, um, you want to go, Bo, you want to start us off? Uh, yep. we'll, go, um, we'll go around the table, but num- you're number five. Again, this is, I, I can't like give these a rank because they're uh, all no. awesome to me. But I'm, got I'm, going to, I'm, going say, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to. It's the last time he's coming on this podcast, right? <laughs> well, it's the first time and it's been how many months? That's why you get the it's call. Year, yeah. <laughs> so that's 24 months and no invite. No, no, we're in our 13th month. Anyway. Cool. Off topic. <laughs> um, okay, so because I'm a Loser epic baby. Batman yeah, yeah. fan, yes. for me, the best moment I've seen, particularly recently, was the warehouse Batman fight scene. So that's number five. Oh, sorry, no, that's number one. Um, I went reverse. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Ruin the suspense. That's number one. So we're going. I mean, can I go? Can I go from? You mine? go backwards, Sean. You're number five. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go backwards from starting from number one. Um, you just said it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So now it's Sean's turn. Oh, we're going one at a time. I thought you said in the interest. No, no, no. So I'm doing the one number one now, am I? No, five. do you know five? All right. Yeah, we're doing it properly. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine all uh, relate. I relate to things in terms of uh, how the delivery or something is said, mm-hmm. sure. and and then you know I like it because I'm like I want to use that in everyday life. Yeah. <laughs> um, like so Clint Eastwood just did then. Yeah. I want to use that in everyday use life. That. Um, I'm not gonna kill you. I'm just gonna hurt you. Yeah. Really. Really bad. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love what, what, him and that's um, it. Oh, I was just saying, what Batman? Jared Leto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's, you know, standing over. Like, so uh, I, I don't even see the other person in it. All I see is Jared Leto's face looking into the camera, just yeah. doing it. Cool, look that he it? does. Yes. Oh, no, it was Harley before Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just that sort of, that, that theme of, you know, yeah, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hurt you, man. Like that's You're going to wish you were dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that sort of... Yeah. Says, yeah. It says a lot about Sean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Karen, number five. Uh, number five for me was the Batman vs Superman opening credits. Uh, I think that just is beautifully wow. shot. Considering it's something we've seen time and time again. So not the bit where Bruce Wayne's running yeah, around running, in yeah. the city. No, not that one. The, yeah. the opening, the, uh, I guess, origin story of Batman retold in the opening credits. Doing all the oh, yeah, role yeah, yeah, yeah. credits, like yeah. directed and by Zack Snyder, all that yeah. stuff. And yeah, so it's yeah, you know, cool. young Bruce Wayne yeah, walking yeah, around. Yeah. And I think it's beautifully shot. I really, really love that. So 
Yeah. My uh, my number five is a very special moment, uh, which was in Man of Steel, actually. And it was uh, a Hans Zimmer score, uh, First Flight, when oh, Henry yes. Cavill mm. takes off for Superman and he's out in, you know, in the, Alaska somewhere or wherever he is, yeah. in the mountains, and he takes off in, in First Flight. And yeah. that that five minutes of, or three minutes probably of screen time of flying with, with Hans Zimmer's score, mm. I love the score. It's one of my favourite pieces ever. I 100% agree with you. Yeah, but... but for the first time, for real, this guy was flying. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we in Superman Returns, we got really close, you know, with uh, Brian Singer's um, flight. Version. But if yeah. you look still... back on that now, it's still a bit, the CG's a bit funny, a bit yeah. cartoony, whereas Henry looks like he's flying. Yeah, yes. and, and then they introduced a sonic boom. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah it breaks the sound I mean? barrier. And Perfect. I was like like goosebumps watching that. You know? <laughs> yeah. And the score that goes with it oh, as well. Amazing. Just, amazing. Yeah. So that was a real tingly moment for me. Right. <laughs> uh, probably higher. It should be higher. But anyway, no, that's good. number two, Bo. So my number two. <laughs> Sorry, again. Um, the Batman vs Superman opening credits. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Just cool. the, the gunshot and the pearls, yeah, the pearls and the falling. And then... It's interesting because when I first watched it in the cinema, we were so we all we all went to the midnight yeah. um, at Erina um, and had Cameron there. We've been waiting for this movie. Karen was there. Neil was there. We've been waiting for this. I've like, probably already seen it. You had already seen it. We we were waiting for this film for so long, mm. and it, there was so much anticipation. Yeah. And there was that bit where um, the music's building to its crescendo, and Bruce has got all the bats flying right. around him, and he starts to raise up. And I instantly looked at Cameron and went, uh-oh. It's not the only thing raising uh -oh. up. No, no, because I thought, oh, fuck. Why is he flying? <laughs> and then he says, and in the dream, they took me to the light, a beautiful lie. And I was like, oh, he's a psychopath. Yes. <laughs> Your imagery, Zack Snyder, is amazing. Oh, and it's just so, and the, the way the music so beautifully goes in, in, with yeah. it all, mm. and, uh, seamlessly. And the other thing about that too is we've, we've seen this origin story as a boy so much on yeah. film and in comics. So to, to it do again. it again, you're like, oh, hang on. But then the way he did it was actually really Very nice. fresh. And, yeah. and the other thing I really liked as well was not only did they, um, uh, they showed what that trauma had done to Bruce in the sense that his brain was actually giving him these hallucinations of flying with bats and that was his yeah. destiny to become a thing of the night. Yeah. Like it shows how messed up he was. Um, but they, uh, they also focused a little bit on Thomas Wayne. In every other iteration, Thomas Wayne's just gone lay down and, okay, take my money and shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> and in this one, he actually, uh, he balls up his fist ready to defend his family and that kind of shows that there's this kind of Fighting Gotham City yeah, in their nature yeah. in in their blood, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean, number four, number four actually has no dialogue. It is a moment uh, we in Justice League where um, Superman is taking on the rest, yeah, and mm -hmm. the flat, and it's all in sort of uh, you know Flash super slow motion because yeah. Flash is oh, running around the side, yeah. and you just know looks at him, yeah. <laughs> Superman just keeps up with his eyes, looks at him, and in that moment, I couldn't stop laughing, man. I was, I was so happy, yes, yeah. because it was just to me, it was just so cool. Yeah, was because, it, can I ask you this yeah. as somebody who is appreciative of all the stuff so far? So, did you think in that moment we're going to have the Superman that's finally going to beat down on everybody? Uh, I thought that. 
I th- the well, most powerful version of a Superman we've yeah, had so I, far. Yeah, I thought that he was going to hurt them badly. Cool. Yeah. Because I think that's what everybody's well, missing. Batman ended up bleeding. People want to see Superman <laughs> throw down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because that's, that's the, the thing for just, you know, I guess a fan is, you know, he's supposed to be the most powerful being mm. on this planet. And I'm not talking about the Zod fight because I think that's over the top and a yeah, bit yeah, yeah, silly. Yeah. I just think we want to see powerful Superman. Yes, Agreed. and I wanted him just to throw them down like ragdolls, yeah. almost just to show that, like, when he's good, and that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, you want the carrot or the stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I just, I just love that moment because it was kind of a serious moment with people taking him on, and you yeah. weren't sure what was going to happen, which way it was going to go. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the Flash just throws in a really nice comic <laughs> moment, which I understand. In Double Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I've just made the biggest mistake. Like, exactly. But it's also, like, it's also like, what the fuck? This guy can keep up. Yeah. yeah. He can keep up with me. He's mm. never yeah. had that before, right? Mm. Yes. So it was that realization of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> you know, like he actually, in that moment, he yeah. had no idea what was about to happen to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yes. he's like, my main skill is. is you know, two percent of Superman, and he can do what I can do, and that's my main skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah because he can, he can you know like I mean? deeply underqualified for this job. <laughs> <laughs> because I love him, like he has that line I in just the film where he's, I just go and push people. But that's the thing, that's yeah. what he does, because that's all he knows. That's he knows right. that when he can control his environment is when he's in super speed. Yeah, you know, flash moments. The, the hard part with Justice League though is there's so many great moments yeah. in there, and mm. and there's moments like that bit where Batman says to him, "Just save one." Yeah. Like when you think about that from the, the DCU point of view, that's the first time Batman's given advice to a kid since he had a Robin that died. Yes. Like just save one. It should be there should be more pause and moment. There, it, it should have know. been a Robert Downey Jr. Spider Man yeah. uh, yes. thing from Infinity War. Yeah, cool. Like that. We're talking about memorable scenes and to be honest with you, the only takeout that I have of Justice League is that scene. Cool. I, I, when I think of Justice League, I think of that scene as a, a aha moment, a wow moment. I can't give you another one. You don't think of the music, oh. the score? Number four. Poor Justice League. Number four, Karen. Um, oh, so number four for me was uh, Dark Knight Rises, the Bane yes. plane hijack yeah, scene. Oh, that is oh, an uh, excellent. For a couple of reasons. One, uh, just the fact that they actually yeah, did shot that. Shot for real. So like good work, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, pushing the uh, practical effect uh, envelope. Yeah. Uh, and then just marry that with the score. The Great. So, yep. Love it. Love it. Uh, my number four is just the the um, old wise kind of scarred Batman that we got in in you know BBS and, and Batfleck. Um, just loved his you know kind of new mansion out in the in the forest kind of mm, thing. Mm. Loved uh, Ben Affleck. We've talked about that. Give me a and, lake house like that, please. Yeah, <laughs> and love the you know and you know the warehouse fight which you've spoken about. But just that whole thing that we got with Ben Affleck's Batman. The older, wiser Batman. I just that was a moment for me. I was like, yes, this is the Batman that I love. You know. Yeah. Uh, number three for oh, we're actually going to join here, so we're all on number three. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Bo. What's number three? Uh, the opening to Watchmen. Mm. Oh, the opening, yeah. With the um, Bob Dylan track. Oh, yeah. that is great. Yeah. When he gets kicked a, out the window, is that? It's the after, that, it's after um, that. The comedian. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's 
Yeah, and they do so like, cool. They cover a couple of um, decades. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I but, remember. But what that, I yeah. loved about it as well is, and I took my dad. I was saying to Karen before. I took my dad to see Watchmen after. Um, it came out because I saw it first and I thought, oh my God, I love this. And, and I thought... And the first thing he said is, what's with the three-foot penis? Blue penis. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, this dude has got to make a Batman film at some point. This guy's got to make a Batman film. This oh, here we so are. Cool. Another, another bow <laughs> And uh, But anyway, prediction. so I took my dad to watch it and my dad goes, oh, it wasn't that interesting. You know, it's just a bunch of reject heroes. I'm like, that's the point. Yeah. They're, they're, they're people. They're, they're just yeah. everyday and, people. But yeah. to make it as cool as it was, especially like mm. it's a long, long Ooh, graphic yeah. novel. Yeah. Yeah, and huge. the story in the and very book, political yeah and in, in the book it's great yeah. but it's so good it translates so well on the screen as well and mm. I, I thought that opening just really captivated me and the other thing about this film is if you watch it today I think I've seen it probably in the last six months I'm going to say it still looks great yeah. stands up holds up. everything about the film is still great yeah. which, is a, which is a credit to Zach Blue yeah, Dong really. still in high focus. <laughs> <laughs> At school, everybody yeah. referred to it as that movie with the Blue Dong. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have it in there, though. Otherwise, yeah, that's that's it's his character, right? Yeah. yeah. And occasionally he wears the mankini, you know, like, yeah, he yeah. doesn't always have the, the dong out. <laughs> the dong out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and we didn't see another Sean's giant dong thing. until this is the end. Uh, and now Morgan. Batman. There's a comic with Batman's <laughs> dong out. Dong out. <laughs> Which has uh, now been deleted and it's going up in value. Yeah, they um, this particular comic book uh, features Batman stripping off his clothes and walking and the Bat computer scanning him for injuries. And he's got no clothes on, you can see his penis. And it caused this huge uproar, like yeah. just people like going insane about... Batman oh, has a penis. Batman's penis. The Bat yeah. penis. And it's like a silhouette at best. It's, it's barely <laughs> yeah. like, it's not like... Dick. <laughs> it, it's it's just it, it's a silhouette. I'm just picturing Paul Rudd. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you want my dick? <laughs> it, but that's the way people are going on about hilarious. it. Like that's what you get the to see. I'm going to get my dick in you. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not that bad. But they've censored it now. They started making copies of it that were censored. Anyway, speaking of censor, we've said dick fourteen times. Okay, well done. Cool. Number three, Sean. Number three is, uh, you mentioned it before, uh, is you want to know how I got these scars? And it's not just the once, it's the multiple times that he delivered something like that because it's the, that's the character. And the different story. He, every the time different story every time that he does that. it. And the best I'm saying, that's the character. The, the different, he, doesn't wanna, he doesn't want you to know who he is. He doesn't no. want you to know anything about him. He, but he wants to just... Um, uh, I'm an agent of chaos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he, he just wants to do what makes what's right hammer, to him. What's yeah. fun? Yeah. He's just flippant and uh, oh man. Um, <laughs> so some of the story behind that as well is that there are versions of the Joker in comics where he actually doesn't no. coherently remember who what he happened. is or he where is. he came from. He yeah. just is. Yeah. Because his psychosis is so far gone that he doesn't know. So any other day he'll pick a different story. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. well, that, that just says that's what the Joker. Yeah, it's real big Great part writing. of him. Great writing. My number three, I think it's me, yeah? Yep. yep. My number three is in Superman, uh, Richard Donald's Superman with Christopher Reeves. The scene where the earthquake happens and, and um, Lois Lane is stuck in the car in the earthquake and Supes arrives. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. like, and she dies, like Lois Lane dies. And he, that anger, yeah. credit to Christopher Reeves, that anger that he gets, he's so angry with the world. And he's just like, oh, no, like this, you know, not like a... Um, 
Darth Vader, no, but something like that. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. But then he's so angry that he gets up and flies out of aggression and just starts circling, um, orbiting the Earth to so fast that he starts to reverse time. Yeah. And then the Earth starts reversing and then all the earthquake goes back. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He saves it, right? Yeah. Man, what a moment. I've got chills just thinking about that right now. <laughs> Sorry, Karen, I forgot to bring you in at number three. Oh, no, that's okay. I was so I'll, excited about I'll that be... uh, moment in Superman 1. <laughs> Uh, I will just uh, hammer it in as uh, the Watchmen death of the comedian opening yeah, sequence. That so was a great real. fight. Yeah, yeah, beautifully shot. So and it really kind of yeah, you know, was very unexpected, right? Like you're like, hang on, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's going on here? You know. Yeah. So uh, once again, Zack Snyder doing his thing of opening sequences, brilliant. Yeah, he's such a visual director. He's he's got a lot of nobody. He shot a film things. actually recently, a short film straight after leaving Justice League. Um, called Snow Steam Iron. If you can check it out on YouTube, it's a little bit provocative, but uh, he shot the whole thing on an iPhone and it's oh, wow. amazing to be shot on an Snow iPhone. Snow Steam What's it called? Iron. Snow Steam Iron. Uh, all shot on an iPhone. Nobody puts a panel of a comic book on screen quite like Zack Snyder. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some of his story arcs are a little bit how you're doing and character development, mm. but his but visuals are... visual imagery, yeah. oh, it's visual straight amazing. Page. But that's yeah. why I wish it was kind of a collabor- a true collaboration between Chris Nolan and Zack Snyder, oh, which yeah. Man of Steel had sprinkles of. You could tell um, Zach, um, bits, yeah. Chris was there. Yeah. But he, he, you could also tell he'd left the project at some stage. And but for me, that also... Again, illustrates just how little faith studios put in their directors because they're like, oh, yeah. Zach, you're going to direct Man of Steel, but you're going to have a babysitter. That's Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah. So then, and then, you know, for example, again, with Justice League, oh, Zach, we got some bad critical reviews of Justice League. And uh, box sorry, office wasn't as good as we wanted. So, yeah. you know what? We're going to make it fun. Yeah. You call so me that? Just no? Oh, gonna... okay. We'll see you. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah. there's a lot of faithlessness that they don't put enough power in their directors, I don't think. Anyway. How about you, Bo? Uh, number four for you. <laughs> number four. Ah, Let's just do everything you want to do. Do you uh, want my number four or not? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Man of Steel. There's yes. a moment, a uh, beautiful moment, where Superman is outside the Kryptonian spacecraft and he just turns on his side. To go save Lois and he Lane. Only, uh, he plummeting. only turns the upper half of his yeah. He only turns yeah. the upper half of his body. But there's just this moment where, for the first time, you're like, that's Superman. Yeah. That's actually Superman with his CG cape. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean that. Like that's the shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He, but he just shot. he just turns his upper body, and it's just like that's straight off the page of a yeah. comic book. Mm. Yeah. Nice. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Number <laughs> two, Sean. Uh, number two um, is uh, Rorschach. Um, oh, when yeah. he's in the prison and he yeah, says, uh, you know, great. I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked <laughs> in here with me. me. <laughs> and I love that mentality again. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, it's, yeah. uh, you know, he's a bit more him when he had to say that because, uh, otherwise I think they were going to take advantage of him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he had the show, but he, you know, to, have, to back it up too. <laughs> well, exactly. To have the balls to say that you'd have to make sure you, you did back that up. Actually, we were talking on the way over and we said, if you got Rorschach and the owl and mash them together, that's Batman. Yeah, right. Well, there's a. Uh, I yeah. think Alan Moore yeah. said about Rorschach and Batman. He said that you couldn't have Batman exist. He he couldn't be as he is. He would either be Rorschach or he would be Night Owl. So the idea is that they are as a team, they're Batman. And, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Interesting, yeah. And that's the uh, yin and yang between Sean and Jason, the movie guys, right? <laughs> you got everyone of Sean's is like death, kill, murder, you know, blood, you know, angst. No and- kill, just hurt. 
Mine's like first flight, you know, fly into the air, positive. Save everybody and, by and flying so fast. Save Martha. Don't forget the water, the flowers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, All right, number two. My number two, Karen. Uh, so this is um, uh, look as a filmmaker, I really, really, really love this moment in this movie um, for a number of reasons. One, the way it's written, the way it's shot, the emotion from the actress. So it's V for Vendetta, and it's the letter scene, oh, Valerie's yeah. letter, uh, yeah. when Natalie Portman's locked in the cell and she's sort of getting fed this this note, this love letter. Um, and yeah, it's very cool. Very, very poignant now as well with some of the things that are going on in the world mm. and people exploring their own uh, sexual identity and things like that. So uh, for me, that that letter scene is just amazing. Hugo Weaving voice. Oh, how good is his voice? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So. My number two is um, probably a lot of, as a very popular one, mm-hmm. I granted, but it was a moment. And the moment was uh, when Wonder Woman gets up in no man's land and takes on the, the troops for the real first time of her going, you know what, just leave this to me. I got, I got you. I got the power. Yeah, and, but the way it was filmed, including the CG and the, just everything coming together, mm. it was a real aha moment for, for DC even, but for Wonder Woman and everyone watching, it was like, yeah, you go, girl. You know, <laughs> it was amazing. I, I love that. And it. just, it was nice to have a, a moment there where you, you get to see the hero or the heroine do mm. the right thing despite all odds. You yeah. don't go up there. That's no man's land. Nobody goes up there and she's just like, well, no, it's the right and thing to do. And also, like, so we do don't it. have time for this. We've got to go to the front yeah, line. Yeah, she's what? like, no, <laughs> I'm going to fix this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's a hero, right? Yes. That's what yeah. you want to see out of, out of yeah. most of your heroes. When I, uh, when I show off a sound system... I often use that scene as well because you know she's got mm. like a hundred bullets flying out, you know out at her. It's a really good um, scene to show off our sound. Sound, yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, it's the opening uh, ship battle in Master and Commander Fast. Oh, I do the opening battle in uh, Gladiator. Yeah, nice. good. That's yeah, a good one. Fin- finishing with where the um, the axe goes. Oh yeah. I do the. You uh, do this in three D sound. <laughs> well, hey, I got one for you. I, I, do, I used to use the Crazy 88 scene in Kill Bill Volume yeah. 1 all the time. And remember the axe flies past yeah, over. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll listen back to this going, you guys are fucked. Yeah, it's one yeah. channel. It, doesn't, yeah. Yeah. it just sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> but we think it sounds like... It, it sounds so cool. Okay. Uh, bow number five. Number Suspense five. is killing us. We <laughs> want to know your number five. <laughs> like I said, there is no number five because I can't rank them. But anyway, um, you're never going to invite me to play this game again. Um, <laughs> the Dawn of Justice scene where Batman or Bruce is looking at the suit and Alfred's encouraged him to go out as Bruce Wayne rather than go out as Batman because Bruce is going to get the job done. And you can see there's that longing in his eyes of the, the that's that's who he truly is and he wants to be that but he's got to go and put on this stupid Bruce Wayne mask and not be able to beat the crap out of anyone yeah. <laughs> and which is what makes it so much cooler when they show that footage later on of uh, him breaking into LexCorp where you see that um, uh, there's a security guard walking around you just see the bat drop down and lift him up yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. awesome yeah, that's cool 
Sean, number one. Ooh. Number one. Uh, it's a pretty simple one. Uh, again, it's a it's based on my childhood, and it is Michael Keaton. And uh, you know when the random dude says, you know, who are you? I'm that bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. it's, 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 it's as straightforward yeah. and as simple yeah, yeah, as possible, yeah. but yeah. that moment. set the scene for me. In, in, mm. I mean, how many people just throughout life, um, you know, would sort of say, Who are you? Like, what's your name? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, in yeah. your head, yeah. you're like, I'm, I'm Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Well, it's, it's funny because Michael <laughs> Keaton has actually said, um, Somebody asked him in an interview about what he, uh, you know, so many people have played Batman after you. Do you still identify with the character? And he said, I'm who I am. He said, I've always been a hundred percent certain that I am Batman. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. All right, number one moment for you, Karen. Uh, So the Dark Knight, and it's the bank heist. Yeah. Um, Right, okay, yeah. Yeah, especially when he finally pulls off the clown mask um, and, and just. Shoots yeah, Chris Cooper, or does Chris Cooper live or die? No, he, he did. He puts yeah. the gas in his mouth. That was another unanswered question. Was that Smilex? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just that, and you know, all shot with IMAX camera. Mm. Um, once again, Hans Zimmer's score. The it's just great. I love it. I live for that. I'm my number one, similar to Sean's actually, and you might hate me a little bit, but it's it's a moment. In, you know, it wasn't childhood, I was, I was 14, 15. And that was op- uh, watching the opening credits to Batman. Mm. That was 1988, mm-hmm. yeah? 89? Yeah. Is that when it's going through the bat signal? Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's Simple. Danny Elfman, yeah? Yeah. Score? Yeah. And then one of the opening scenes was, who are you on Batman? You're all that. Man, I like, that was impact for me. Like, that was scarred in my brain going, I... Don't know what I'm watching here because back then you didn't have opening title sequence sequences like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's nothing today, absolutely nothing. But it was a it was but a really exciting it, it was moment. A pioneer moment, hundred percent. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it just gave me goosebumps. And yeah, I mean, we've talked about it so much, but the equal number one will have to be just every moment that Heath Ledger is on screen. Mm. We've done that to death. Yeah. I watched the trilogy not long ago, like in the last three months, and I can honestly say that every time Heath Ledger was on screen, my jaw was like dropped i was like oh my god this yeah, is just well, a uh, just so you know you just snuck in six it's what he does yeah what, so you know how we said are you going to oh, commit to five no. so and he's giving me all this shit about accidentally yeah. doing it backwards and he's there going but, he, oh, but I've got a sixth yeah. one but he's done it he's I done just, it so seamlessly that I picked it up when yeah. he was doing it but I just wanted to see we everyone's just saying oh, yeah. but you know. all right, so um, my, my, my honourable mention then yes. would be um, the and it's just gone Okay. <laughs> wow. okay. I've got a few on if you want to just... Yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. One of mine is um, there's that great moment in the 70s period in Watchmen when uh, it's a flashback at the comedian's grave where it's oh, night, yeah, it's yeah, night yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. and the comedian. The comedian's kind of yeah. at middle age and um, the comedian starts offloading these um, shotgun shots of like um, rubber bullets at these people, breaking people's noses, punching women, all this sort of stuff. And... Night Owl sort of tries to stop him and says, hey, hold up. And he's like, you know, get your hands off me. And then as he's walking away, um, Night Owl says, what happened to the American dream? And the comedian turns around and said, uh, what happened to the American dream? It came true. You're looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Such a... Oh, my gosh. Poignant (laughs) sort of... Take, Take that out and put it in the purge. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean because yeah. I love the Purge films I, you know each and every one it's, it's perfect I, he's I, a psycho yeah. 
no, 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 no. I, I don't like it for the um, go in and kill. That scares the hell out of me. It's, it's the what can happen in society if you can, if you go on. Which we're not going to go in forever. Yeah. But uh, in yeah. that, in those movies, you can take what that happens thought if the Joker process. Free reign. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying you can take that thought process and put it in, in there, mm. and uh, it mm. would fit in perfectly. Yeah. While, while we're on Watchmen, can I just sneak in a, a scene uh, moment for me? Watching Silk Spectra two and Nine Hour have sex in the ship for the first time. I was like going, what the hell am I watching? I've never seen that in a comic book adaptation I honestly before. didn't know that you were going to go there with that. Um, I, I think it's weird. The weirdest part is the um, Hallelujah <laughs> playing in the background <laughs> and the jet of fire that comes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, great. Good old Zach. I'd never, I, I guess you could, I don't know what happened in Spawn. and. But how good is the prison fight? Like that, but when, well, yeah, um, yeah. That, there's this bit where Night Owl ducks and he kicks and it's just like, was that Batman? <laughs> was that Batman? <laughs> that was Batman. Uh, sorry, I, I remember now. So it was when uh, Bruce wants to tell Vicky Vale that he's Batman. And, and he's there and he's, you know. Do you want to know my secret identity? And she gets up and then to go answer the door and that's where the Joker comes in. But, and he's, yeah, there and he's, just, like, yeah. he's just miming, I'm, I'm Batman. Yeah. Like, just yeah, so yeah. wants to tell her yeah, yeah. everything about himself. It's funny, and, Michael Keaton at the time, also could have played the Joker if he wanted to. Because yeah. that bit, you know, the, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts! <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit of Beetlejuice came out there <laughs> yeah. and I was like, yeah. well, he could be the Joker as well. Cool. Anything else in memorable scenes? No, that's it. Right, a few. I had that, I had that um, Dark Knight Returns um, Bane plane sequence. Oh, that was yep. amazing. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Had a few others as well. But the we... Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises, yeah, not Returns. Oh, sorry, yeah. Okay. I said that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that, well, sorry, Bo, yeah. Um, if we're going from animated films, greatest moment ever is in The Dark Knight Returns where Batman previously had his ass handed to him by the mutant leader and then he tactically brings him to a fight where he's got to be surrounded by all of his subordinates and Batman takes him on from more of a strategic point of view. Yeah. And there's just this one bit where he's finally got him on the ground and like grappling and he says to him, um, Mother. <laughs> no, he says, uh, this isn't a mud hole. It's an operating table and I'm the surgeon. And then he just starts breaking bones and taking this dude apart. It's the best scene. So good. <laughs> nice. We're going to wrap up this uh, episode with one final segment. Uh, it's a new segment. We're going to call it Tell Me Everything. Oh my gosh. Tell me everything. That's our new segment. Is that the way you were? Uh, That's the way I wanted to that be. One going? Yeah, yeah. You've been overruled. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what we're doing here, this is what we're doing. We're going to look at uh, DC basically versus Marvel. All right? How do Marvel set things up? Uh, what is DC doing right? What could they change? Um, and I think the first thing that we're going to, to look at is something like you know, Marvel being that They've got their own studio now. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Right? Uh, and that coincides with the Marvel Universe that is out there for us. Um, that pushes aside where Sony is. Because yep. Sony, if we remember, is in association with Marvel. But Marvel has their own production company that runs their own universe. So can I yes. talk to you guys about it from a distributor point of view? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I just wanted to mention the last yeah. line, yeah. which was, and DC is... Much like Sony and Marvel, DC is in connection, or Warner Brothers is in connection with DC. 
So yeah. DC doesn't have their own production. Production. Mm. Yeah. Well, they they do now have a studio, right? But they still use Warner Brothers as a distribution, right? Yeah. So, a um, couple of things there. So, you've got uh, uh, Marvel, which has obviously had its own studio since, what, 2008? Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. yeah well, that was their first film, so it may have been de- developed before then. So, the difference here is that they had co- uh, full control from 2006, whenever it was born. They had full control over their Marvel properties, with exception to the old contracts from Fox having, you know, Fantastic Four and the like. Yeah. And Wolverine. Sony having Spidey. Sony having Spidey, which now they've successfully kind of removed that, well, in conjunction with them, so they yeah. kind of control it. Yeah. Which is like, what look, they do want. you want this to be a success or not? Yeah, exactly. It's like when you land on Mayfair and you really need Park Lane as well. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? Um, they go hand in hand. So I think the big part of their success is they've had uh, one leader for a start. Um, who's obviously had a very clear, long-term yeah. vision. And uh, for the most part, that has worked. Yes. Um, and they've had like this 10, to probably they've had like phase five plans, so they've probably had 20 years yeah. of, of uh, plans there. They haven't had anyone come in and have to have to dictate to them, say, hey, listen, have you thought about going down here so we can cater for more of that quadrant? Or thought about doing this with that character so they can cater, cater for that quadrant? Now, Disney's come in and, and um, basically bought uh, Marvel, but all that is for them is it's a safety net for cash injection, not that Marvel need that, but it's actually only – Disney is still just their distributor, right? Yes. So right at the top, you know, I'm sure the head of Disney would be like, oh, have you thought about doing this? But at the end of the end of the end of the day, it's Kevin Feige's um, call and everything, everyone who works for him, right? Yeah. Uh, that's Marvel. We know the success. Now we look, you know, we track back to DC who's had success in periods. Yes. You know, for example, the, the, the Tim Burton's Batman uh, uh, and Batman Returns in the, in the late 80s, which was Warner Brothers product, uh, was successful, mm. hugely successful. Yeah. And it spawned two other sequels, which were, well, for, Forever was successful, uh, Batman and Robin Probably was a financial success to a little bit of they a degree. They sold lots of toys. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. But that was a block of an era which was quite successful. Then they went dormant for a while and then they came up with what was next. And well, I guess almost go straight to, to Nolan. Batman Begins, yeah. Yeah, Batman Begins. And that period there with that property alone mm. was a huge success, right? But remember it was... And, and Nolan tried a few times to get... Batman Begins going. Mm, yeah. yeah. And this is pre-Marvel, by so, the way. Yeah. So up until then, all we'd known, it was actually Warner Brothers owning it, really, but it was just infrequent. Yes. And because Sony had Spider-Man in I 2001. I think it was Spider-Man yeah. that really kicked off yeah. the superhero thing again. Being the Tobey Maguire Spidey. Yeah, Tobey Maguire actually said, when we made that film, it wasn't a guarantee. Like we, Which is it was amazing, a risk right? to make yeah. that film, yes. Yes. and then they made it, and it was it broke the bank on its opening week or whatever, and that's what's kicked off. And now he, I think he sort of equated it to being like, now they're kind of gonna be a success anyway, even if they're not viewed as a critical success, they're yeah. still gonna be successful. Yeah, because you know what you get when you go into a cinema, right, to watch a superhero film. It'll be a big FX, big sound, big everything. And you pay twenty five dollars to sit in a big cinema to see all that, right? Yeah. You may or may not may or may not get a good story. That's I guess that's, that's it, what it yeah. comes down to. So back to the other thing though. So DC were kind of sorry, Warner Brothers were kind of using properties here and there, having blotches of moments throughout throughout the decades. And you're right, Bo, like Spider Man really launched uh, the superhero universe, I guess, in some degree. But that was Sony, right? Mm. They tripped over that. They fluked that. Yeah. 
within with respect. You know, they had no background of being a superhero um, uh, just, uh, studio other than I think they did Spawn. I think they were Spawn and, and things like that. But that was a small but movie in comparison. To right? um to Sam Raimi's credit, I think what made this particularly the first two Spider-Man films so successful. First of all, when they cast Willem Dafoe, they got a great actor to play. Yeah. That could have come off real cheesy in that oh, Power yeah. Ranger-like suit. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it was Power But Rangers, he, yeah. gave it, he gave it a power that was, you know, and he was kind of scary. And then they followed up with um, Doc Ock, again, another great actor playing the role. Great villain. Alfred Molina. Yeah. But um, it was the horror elements that Sam Raimi used yeah. that Evil really made yeah. really made Doc Ock scary. That scary. bit in the surgical ward, I, oh, I yeah. rewatched those the yeah. other day, and it's mm. kind of scary. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then number three comes along, and it's a studio mess. Yeah, exactly. Because right. they go, no, we really want you to use Venom. You must do and this, And he was like, oh, that. I just wanted to do Sandman story. That's but it. Honestly, can you imagine if it was just Sandman? Imagine how boring that would have been. Now, fast forward well, to... T- fast we don't forward. know how much was manipulated beyond yeah. Sam Raimi because that's what forced him out of it. In the end. Fast forward to today's world where you have Marvel Studios in control of the Spider-Man property yep. in conjunction with Sony. We get to Spider-Man 3, right? Yeah. Which we're coming to 2 right now, the yep. new, the new uh, Homecoming. Uh, they would say, no, no, no. These villains are not working together, right? They would have control yeah, yeah, over absolutely. that and say, hey, how about you remove Sandman or how about you remove Venom or whatever whatever it might be. Yeah. But I'm sure they'd be all over it, right? Yes. That's the confidence I have in Marvel. Yes. Yeah. So but the difference between Marvel and DC is this. So DC now have its own studio. It's yeah. been out for two years now. So you've got the head of the DC films. Yeah. Uh, and they have uh, element of control. But here's the difference. It's Warner Brothers... Um, uh, have say in what they produce and, and produce. Yeah, right? they dictate. It. They dictate. Mm. Whereas Disney distribute. Yes, that's that's the difference. I right? agree. I think yeah. that's where we're coming into problems. Right. So what we yeah. need, what has to happen is DC Films has to have a, a, a couple of wins under their belt and have the confidence to remove themselves from Warner Brothers. It could be like who knows? It could be a fifty-year contract they just can't break. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I the way I interpreted it was that Warner Brothers own the cinema or the film rights to those properties. So they're not... I think the idea of a studio is just kind of like a... Cannot happen, yeah. It's just they could say it's a studio, but it's really just Warner Brothers. Yeah. They own yeah. it. Which yeah. is what I was saying like about the Marvel being independent, basically, was a studio, but you've still got the, the whole connection between Warner and DC that... Mm. You know, is business overrunning a creative yeah, side of things? 100%. Absolutely. And so, uh, everyone who knows me knows how much of a DC fan I am. To give credit to Marvel, they worked out a ten-year plan and they stuck to it, regardless of what the box office takings yep. were or how some films were perceived. Like, mm. you know, Iron Man one was fantastic. Second one didn't do so well, but yep. they stuck it out and it paid off. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Where I think the problem with DC Warner Brothers is, is that uh, Warner Brothers wasn't able to find that level of commitment, and obviously they've had a few restructures between when they first started and where they are now. But they don't stick to their vision. They never stick to it, and um, they haven't appointed somebody to oversee it, or like Kevin no. Feige, or when they have, they've replaced that person. After a, yeah, a failure, like, we don't yeah. like you. We don't like what you're so doing. So they haven't gone. Okay, look, that one didn't really work, but let's keep going because we've got this plan. Yep. They just changed the track straight away. Mm. Every thought too, you have an Avengers three, and so exactly. the audience now is sort of going, "Well, I don't, I don't want to 
go and deal with that because I don't know what's going on over there. But I'm happy to keep watching a Marvel movie mm. because I know where that's going. The other thing that I find and too you invest in the character is as well. that, mm. um, and 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 Shazam is a great example of this. So they're releasing that under New Line Cinema. Yes, it's almost as if like Warner Brothers doesn't believe in itself. It's like okay, well this is this is going to be a bit different. And it's going to be more fun. It's a bit risky, so we don't want to put a name on it. We'll just put it under New Line Cinema in case it doesn't work. Yeah. And so that just shows, once again, they just still don't have the confidence in their own property. And it's really scary. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I agree, man. That's a real scary thing they're going under. I forgot about that. They're Mm. going under New Line. I mean, yeah, New Line is responsible for things like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, but... uh, Wingnut. What's that? That was uh, Wingnut. The other thing, oh, I, yeah, the other thing I want to see the studio do, if they really want to win back the confidence in their audience, and I'm not just talking fans, is start making decisions and stick to them. So yeah, go, they, okay, Ben Affleck is Batman in the Batman. It's happening. This is what's... And they release that as is, and it happens. Henry Cavill has been re-signed, or whatever it tends to be. Yeah. But stick to it and don't go, oh, okay, hang on, wait. Or that maybe, uh, well, no. It just seems they trip over themselves. In their defense, a little bit though, to their credit, they are doing Suicide Squad 2. Yeah, right. That baffles me though. They're not shying away from that. Now, clearly, it was still a financial success. Yes. And they have one chance to redeem themselves and do a really good Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. But I I appreciate that they're trying Mm. to do that again, you know? Yeah. God, I hope that Jared comes back for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's going to be really hard to sort of swallow if, again, if characters are different. Like, don't get me wrong, with Ben Affleck, I obviously have said how much I love his Batman and, and that portrayal, but if he doesn't commit to it and he doesn't, if he's not all in, I don't want to see he's a movie where there's an <laughs> actor playing the main role that's not interested in playing the main role. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And, um, and I, you see it a mile away with Ben Affleck. We've seen it in interviews, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sad, sad, sad Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> and like he was going through some stuff there, and that's yeah. fair enough. That happens in life happens, for people, yeah. but they can't sacrifice the story for the sake of and, the and actor. Look, I'm, I'm all for like I'm, I'm cool if they don't do a universe. That's cool. I'm, mm. I'm cool with that. Just find where you want to go and stick with it for a couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. To give the audience some sort of confidence that there is a, a direction. Well, it seems like um, their next three to five years is looking a little Better. more concrete. But I yeah. think they're still planning too far ahead. Mm. Stick to pick a story. Say you've got a character. Uh, let's go back to Batman. You've got a, a character, Batman. Pick a good story that's driven by characters and a plot, mm. not by explosions and effects and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Have it be a. Uh, they've already. They, when they said this in the the first sort of press release, when they said it was going the next. The Batman film is going to be a detective noir story. I was like, Thank all God. my yes. days and all Thank my you. dreams have come true. Because that's all fans want to see. We just want to see like Logan-esque in its yep. scale. And yeah. warehouse just, scene. Yeah, just Batman. And I don't, I don't care if other superheroes don't show up. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm cool. Like that's why Wonder Woman was so great. It was yeah. just her film. Yeah. Yep. One, one thing too, uh, with the Joker origin story by Todd, Todd Phillips, I believe yep. that the budget... Is quite. Um, it's fifty-five mil or something. Yeah, right? so that's yeah. quite a small budget. They're doing the whole Deadpool, we're giving you fifty. That's it. Yeah, but I don't mind that. But do that with everything. You know why? Yeah, you know why? Because then Cause if it makes five hundred million, you've 
there's there's that but you won't have suits coming in at the last minute going hang yeah. on this is a 150 million dollar film where's my last act yeah i need my last act of explosions like bvs 300 right yeah, yeah it's a 55 million dollar film i'll be like you know what it'll do 55 minutes sleep go ahead and make the film that you yeah. want to make yeah that's what i want to see yeah, you know yeah I mean? more yeah. of those more, more of those, those. Yeah. until they... such time that you know, marvel could sorry bo marvel could spend 200 million dollars on almost every film they put out and it will do you know a, a billion yeah a billion yeah, yeah. pretty not Pretty too far off, you know, but yeah. that's what they've developed over 10 years of sticking to their plan. Yeah. And, and look, I, I think that'd be great. I want to see more little independent yeah. stories. Uh, the DC universe has so many interesting characters in it. Start exploring them. Give them to some unknown directors yeah. to go and have some can, creative Can you imagine control. like a, a Logan-style Constantine film? Oh, wonderful. Where it's just him exercising demons and <laughs> fighting <laughs> supernatural baddies. Like, how cool would that be? Yeah. Let me ask you guys a question. Cool. If you, if I, okay, in the last 10 years only, mm-hmm. all right, so in the last 10 years, only as feature films, DC or Marvel? Oh. Uh, I, see, I hate this argument because I don't think you can... My pause says it all, but uh, <laughs> DC still. I don't uh, think that, I honestly don't think that you can compare them. It's a good them. question. Because it when is. you think about it... it Marvel more successful. But no, but I'm, I'm, I'm the one that asked the question, like as in that they're my terms, my rules. Ah, okay. okay. So are you, ask, are you asking which so, we, we like more or so, which is more successful? Yeah, if you had, if you had to, to jump on DC side or Marvel side, which is better, yeah. in only in the last 10 years, only for feature films... Yeah, but better is subjective. So what is, is. better? Better financially or better in... Uh, I'm, on, I'm on an island. All what of movies am I All taking? See, I can't make that decision. So I think that's a better way to position it. Because yeah. Marvel's the right answer. <laughs> that's why you can't do it. Uh, no. I just, I wanted you to say it. See, they won't say uh, it. They, they, no, no, they, no. I think if, you're, if you're on the, the, reason, the only for the reason why of... I can't get behind Marvel uh, in that answer is because I find their films boring. <laughs> and that's my last <laughs> it's invite to like, this. It's almost like Infinity War wasn't the best film ever made over the last hundred years. No, but, I don't think right. it was. I think, I think well, I thoroughly enjoyed Infinity War, but I also thoroughly enjoyed uh, Batman vs Superman. So. But you got to remember, <laughs> I'm never getting invited back here. <laughs> oh, no. Think about like so. I'm going to take this opportunity. Okay, if you're talking about Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe and you're talking about DC Cinematic Universe, mm. you can't compare them. I just I love the characters because of DC Marvel more. is when uh, Iron Man came out, The Dark Knight came out in the same year. So the DCU didn't kick off until Man of Steel in 2013. So yeah, we're not in 2019 exactly. yet, so Dark Knight's still there. So uh, no, this, this is what I'm saying, exactly. That's why I gave you the limitations. You can't compare them because they're, they're one universe has had five years, or four or five years head start in the other. Well, you can because it's my question that I asked. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was forcing you into a yeah. Marvel answer. He was, yeah. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your Donald Trump? Yeah. Wrong. 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 Fake, Wrong. fake news. <laughs> no, no, I knew exactly where I was going and yeah. doing. I just wanted to see how you would handle it. And it was good. You did well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, Marvel didn't come out of your mouth. That's the main thing. Sean, yeah. Sean's like, Marvel films are great. Ask anyone. Anyone will tell you. <laughs> I think, I think uh, DC have learned the hard way, right? Yeah. But I think their future is looking all right. Yet, I don't think they've learned yet. Well, no. maybe not, but I think the next five to ten um, could be some fun films. Yeah. I yeah. think, though, we're going to get some misses, though. We're going to have to take every, for every BBS room, we're going to have to cop a, a Suicide Squad. Right? Yeah, that's cool. And that, that maybe is okay. That is okay. Maybe that is okay. Yeah. You know? I, I um, get frustrated because um, people are, uh, often compare Phase 1 Marvel 
uh, sorry, phase three or four Marvel with phase Current one status. DCU. Yeah. So, but how can if you were to compare Iron Man to Batman vs Superman in in, in its takings? Okay, yep. look. Uh, well, it's a good way to look a at great, it. Actually. A great vernacular to that is if you got two people and argued about Apple versus Samsung. And I'm sure there's a whole bunch of Samsung people and there's a whole bunch of Apple people. Yeah. What are you, by the but way? But what we're doing right now <laughs> or what a lot of people out there are doing is they're trying to compare the latest phone with a phone that's three or four years yeah, or yeah. earlier or yeah. older. Are you Samsung? Or, or developed or mature. But you, should, you still <laughs> learn things, you know. If someone creates electricity and the light it's bulb, DC just at least people over here have never had it. Feet. They can at least look at that and look at how it works and see what, what it is and go, all right, well, we're not going to start from scratch. We yeah. can actually start a little bit higher. And that's what I think DC is not doing. Yes, uh, they're dragging. I'm a DC feet. person, by the way. Mm. They're dragging. But I'm just you keep to... saying it, but I haven't seen any evidence. No, <laughs> no I, I agree, Sean. I think they're, so they're dragging. Karen their feet. and Absolutely. Bo never yeah. to come back again. I'm just I, I, like I said with the crow. I, I, if anyone said anything ill of that, I wouldn't be able to see it. Mm. I can't. Mm. Is the greatest thing ever. And I know you. So guys, what you're saying is that we're blindsided. Yes. You're blind. But to, how can you say that and say that you're a DC guy and then say that you're there not are blind? No, out there that peaked too early. Star Trek is one of them. No, no. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm DC more than I'm Marvel, but I'm not mm. like as heavy DC as you are. Like I said before, I can't yeah. count myself as a comic book fan because I can't get into it that much. But if I had to sit on the side of a fence, I enjoy the characters more, more. in a DC world. I like mm. my Supermans. I like the darkness of Batman. I, I think that the um, the villains. Um, besides in Thanos now, only because I just did you know, Infinity War. Yeah. But uh, I love all the villains in um, uh, that I've seen in DC, and that's where that's why that's why I sit on that side of the fence is because as you saw with my five to ones, my top fives, yeah. I like the bit more of a darkness in my characters, and yeah. that's what I want from my DC films. So I've always been that side of it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know enough to be able to go. I'm, a, I'm DC heart to you know. So on that I, note, I in, say in interest of time, in interest of time, that was a really nice summary from you, Sean. Yeah. I'd like to go around the table and do a closing statement. It's your table to sure. say whatever you want <laughs> and we'll close this podcast up, all right? <laughs> so I'm going to start with Karen. Oh, <laughs> uh, a closing statement to this, what we're talking about, this epic conversation because we could talk about it for literally days. Uh, okay. Final, final words. Final words is... Uh, story and character and I for me I love the DC characters I can't wait to see more uh, but please for the love of God and all things <laughs> on this universe explore more than just your Batman and Superman there is so yeah. many interesting stories out there to be told find those stories and tell them because at the end of the day that's what I want I don't care about an explosion I care about a character that goes through the pain in a story and that's what I want Beautifully said. Bo, uh, any final words from you? I can't. <laughs> I'm that bad. I can't articulate it much better than that. But what I would ask of studios, particularly of Warner Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> invest in stories and characters. And because, uh, well, like, they're there. Yeah, but, but like Karen said, you don't, you can't. Emote, you can't have an emotive response to an, like an explosion or, or you know, a big budget special effect. You can to a degree, but you have to work to that. You can't just have it. Um, there needs to be an emotional stake in things. And, and people empathize most with human characters or, or characters who struggle with their humanity. They don't have to be a human, yeah. but like... It's got to be relatable. Yeah, yeah it's got to... Yeah, and so I would like to see... 
them lower the budget on stuff because let's face it, there's a lot going on in the world. You don't need to spend that much money making a film, mm. You, mm. not with the the means that we have today. And if you're just going to focus on character and story, you definitely shouldn't need that much money. Or mm. even originality. You look at uh, Crazy Rich Asians, which is probably what a ten, fifteen, twenty million dollar film, mm-hmm. and has been a number one success all over the world. People just want something either original, fresh, or story oriented, character oriented, oriented. Yeah. Excuse me, but. You think about that. That's still $20 million. Mm. That's a lot of money. We, yeah. we say these numbers like, oh, it's just $100 million to make a movie. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were a filmmaker in, in 1978 and somebody said, do you want $100 million to make your movie? You'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want One to do with the other $1 million? Dollars? <laughs> <laughs> it's just absurd that, they, that we keep throwing all this money into films when we're not getting we in some ways we're getting a lot out of it like i will agree with infinity war i loved infinity war the yeah. cgi in that and and thanos and all that stuff was so fantastic and you got to see all these other worlds but we don't need that so much as an audience the reason we why that it. worked quite so well and i 100 agree with sean that thanos is uh marvel's best villain so far is once again humanity. We yeah. saw somebody with such a conflict in himself yeah. that we were invested in that. We wanted we we can't wait to know what the next title of the freaking series is called <laughs> because we're so attached to mm. what's gonna happen to yeah. him and to that universe. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit with um with Tony Stark and Spider Man and Spider Man's death. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> that but I thought for sure in this one that Tony was gonna Carcass. Yeah, because I thought he's done yeah. 10 Once years. Once he got the stabbage, I was like, oh, there it is. But when that happened, I was like, oh, God, please, no, Tony, don't go. Stay with me. Stay with me. Take Thor, take Cap, <laughs> take anyone. And now he makes everything better. You know, you yeah. had to have him. <laughs> my, um, uh, my, my take out on all of this really cool. is um, the, the whole Marvel versus DC thing is, means one thing. The consumers, the viewers, yes. the audience win. Really, yeah, mm, I know yeah, there's yeah. this little battle going on between them both, and we maybe us fans have kind of kind of bought that on. But at the end of the end of the day, Warner Brothers, DC, and Marvel, Disney will continue to bring out films. Mm. And okay, some of them might be a miss, but our next ten years will be full of probably twenty to Great twenty-five properties yeah. of you know straight off the page of comics, and some will work, some won't. But what a what a time to look forward to! You know, I know mm. there'll be a saturation point. Yeah, maybe but- there never will be, but. And maybe we'll get a little bit fatigued, which, you know, some of that Bring was creeping in with... Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, uh, Kevin but, Costner's coming back for one. So, oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. But it's not a bad thing when DC are now having, like, looking at the films, that re- they're, they're releasing three films next year. Yeah. They've yeah. never done that never before. Never done that before, yeah. that's true. Only, they've only had well, a moment of uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Or but Suicide, when Suicide Squad came out, Batman. that was... Um, the first time ever we'd had Batman feature in two films in one year. There you go. There you go. How cool yeah. is that? Yeah. That's cool, right? Cool. That's great. Yes. What a great time to be alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing that so we can often we go talk, see Venom? <laughs> <laughs> we often talk with Neil about is um, a lot of the problems with um, the films and the perception of the films is fans. We live yeah. in a like if you had told me when I was nine that I would have every Batman movie, every Superman, Spider Man, Iron Man, and that they would all be readily watchable and you'd have this rich universe like, of every all of them. Year. I'd be like, Oh Love my action. god, what? Yeah. But kids today yeah. <laughs> they just don't appreciate it. They're yeah. like, uh 
Yeah, despite the some flaws and stuff, we've never had this before. No. So embrace yeah. it as well. But yeah. look like, at the Titans trailer. Go see trailer. the films. It's support yeah. them. People shit all over the Titans trailer. Because <laughs> they need it, it. Like, it, it, yeah. it, it. Before it was fully released, people were like, oh, this looks shit. It's yeah. like, just be grateful you're getting the fucking Teen Titans series. How yeah, cool exactly. is that? <laughs> all I had when I was a kid was Teen Titans the cartoon. Yeah. They cancelled that. <laughs> <laughs> and now look at you. I watched the Teen uh, Titans at my kids' watch. The oh, one. the go! Yeah, see, it's, that's I, I, it's just funny, like because I watch a lot of. If kids you stuff. again, you got to go into it, appreciating it for what it is. Yeah, yeah, I watch a lot of kids stuff because my kids, and if I can watch Teen Titans, I'll do the go. I'll do mm. that every day because it is so much funnier than Peppa Pig or <laughs> other things that they watch. But look right? at like um... uh, Kevin Suchihara just give me a call that also because I got a really good pitch for Justice League Dark. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> but look Ooh. at the Marvel Netflix properties. It's everywhere. We've got so much. Yeah. We can watch whatever we want, whenever yeah. we want. Well, two or, Titans is on Netflix. Or you don't yeah. have to. Or you except, don't have to. It, it, except in the US. The so, US have to pay for the, a complete separate... Um, oh, the DC series. Yeah, 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 Although I am going to get that because I got so, that in the animated yeah. series on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> so isn't it great though? So where it's created in the US, they have to get a whole separate service, but the rest of the world can stick with their Netflix accounts. Yeah, but good. <laughs> how do they feel? How do they feel having to have multiple streaming services that you have to use just to watch all your Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get nice. nothing over here. No. So just get take some lucky. risks and get the content out there, everybody. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, that was a huge chat. DC. Yeah. You, uh, we, knew, we knew it would be. Yeah, yeah of guys. course. Thanks for having us. Oh, thank you, Bo Baker, for coming in. If we wanted yeah. to see more about you, and can we reach out and find you somehow? You may. Where? Uh, what's your handle? I'm <laughs> Batman or? Uh, just the telephone is fine. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, okay. So after this, I'll get, I'll get Barry's pigeon. number. <laughs> I'll give everyone your number after this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, how can people find you online? Oh, uh, I'm on Instagram. Yep. Uh, just search Bo Baker or okay. you can search uh, Grimnir7, which is actually Odin7. I just thought that was cool. <laughs> um, uh, or, yeah, that's about it. Okay. No, that's Very good, yeah. Uh, as always, yeah. typeandfilms at gmail.com is the best way to find me. Type and films. My latest film, Their Promise, is on that Facebook page. Yes, and we'll mm. do some social sharing of that very, very soon. Brilliant. And of course, you can find us at Off Topic with the Movie Guys. Uh, it's our most social network things. Yeah, and Put our sub account in. is Off Topic with the Healthy Guys. <laughs> Not. <laughs> um, All right, uh, thanks, guys, for coming in. Yeah, thank you. DC all the way. I'm Batman. <laughs>